I'm Alan, and you're listening to Zetas Lapidus, a Mammoth Club original podcast. Well, hi, everyone. Hi, Alan Amali. Uh, hi, Max. If, if it seems like we haven't just not, you know, seen each other for a while, you know, in, in uh, for the sake of transparency, we talked an hour ago. So, okay, we text every day, but like, uh, we like were, a... we were on this call an hour <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. The amount no, that, of, that is accurate the amount of my yes. day that is in our group chat. Yeah, both... it's not insignificant. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> my favorite is when we're both um, talking in the group chat and in the Instagram DM. Right. Mm. I feel like I don't know where the converse. Mm. I just like, where is, where should I respond? <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially when one is like perhaps a more serious conversation, but then somebody throws like a really good meme in the Instagram. So it's oh, like yeah. two very the different tones conversations. Are very different. Very yeah. <laughs> like somebody drops a TikTok. You're like, why is this a thing? Yeah. <laughs> While like we're having yeah. a very like, yeah. yeah the yeah. the tone difference is is <laughs> often you, you have to context switch pretty hard between like, yeah oh now i'm opening instagram and i'm seeing a, a yeah. reel that got shared with me um but over here is like fairly serious conversation oh my god it's yeah. true so y'all today we're going to talk a little bit about under wraps um oh, which yeah. is a disney channel original movie um, go watch it afterwards if you uh, if you haven't gotten a chance yet. It is 90 minutes almost yeah. on the dot, yep. and it's a ride. I'll tell you that. You'll hear that all le- about it today. Yeah, we, 90 we, minutes you'll we, never get back. I feel more bonded as a unit than I think I've ever felt after that ride, and I imagine it's only going to get stronger, but wowzers. Are you all ready to jump into it? We. Um, <laughs> oh. I mean, as, as ready as I can be. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's rehash this, shall we, folks? I'm, I'm excited to dive in. So... Under Wraps was released on October 25th, 1997. So Halloween release. This is probably no surprise as it features a mummy prominently. Um, and yeah. it is considered the first Disney Channel original movie. Now, it is not currently on Disney Plus, hence all the problems finding it. But when Disney Plus did their 100 DCOM celebration, they they featured this movie. So Disney themselves <laughs> agree that this is in the DCOM series, that it is the beginning of the DCOM series. And uh, my first question to y'all is, did you watch this when you were kids? I don't remember watching this. I have a distinct memory of a couple of, a a very few key things from this movie. And it was, it occurred after watching it and just having those core memory moments unlock of being like, I remember that very specific thing that occurred. But outside of that, I don't think I had any recollection of like the the plot lines. Yeah, right? I mm. until we had a conversation sitting at our table about decoms. I thought the first decom was Brink. Yeah, and that's that's three, which oh, is that's way not, way better later. than this movie. Yeah, but <laughs> I then we started talking about all the decoms, and we looked it up, and we realized it was under wraps. Yeah. But I don't remember watching this one. Yeah. Mm. I remember seeing this one. I I think I did watch it. I remembered before we watched it, all I could have told you is obviously there's a mummy featured. And I remembered mm-hmm. that the guy from Coach was in this movie, which oh, is yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill Fagerback. He was, he was also there. Uh, he, he plays 
a dual role of Ted and the and the mummy. He does both. Yeah, which is Marshall's dad. Marshall's dad from How I Met Your Mother. From How I Met Your Mother. Sure, Marshall's dad and from How I Met Your Pat- Mother. Yeah. Patrick Starr. Patrick Starr from SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's got quite the resume. He does. True. So I remember that he was in it because my family used to watch Coach. They used to be on around dinner time, and I remember watching this movie, being like, "Guy from Coach," um, <laughs> and I knew there was a mummy. I didn't remember anything about this film, yeah, especially after watching it. I was like, no recollection at all about yeah. this movie. Um, they did just remake it. It is a, a remake is on Disney Plus. I have a I have a, a review later that will mention the newer one. So no, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Oh boy. No spoilers. I, no spoilers. I haven't watched the new one. Have either of you watched the new one? No, no. I think honestly, I just, I want us to watch that together after having this experience oh, because yeah. I just want a live comparison. Sure. In case you haven't seen this movie, the first thing I'll, I'll kick it off with is I, I went and got the IMDb summary, which is... <laughs> This is great. The IMDb summary is three (laughs) curious teenagers and one very confused mummy collaborate (laughs) through some risky adventures with a race against time to reunite the mummy with his lover from 4,500 years ago. I don't love the word lover. Yes. (laughs) I don't like that. This is a kid's movie and we're using the word lover. Well, that's, that is not the riskiest thing that happens in this kid's movie. I'm going to tell you. You are so right. (laughs) No, it's not. Um, Also, are they teenagers? I definitely thought they were like, they're in eighth grade. I think 12 or 13. They're in middle school, right? They go to Roosevelt middle school. So they are between the ages of 11 and 13. Yeah. I just didn't give them the, Maybe, I mean, let's, we, I wrote 12 in my notes, um, but they could be 13. Like (laughs) it doesn't help if the, it's not better if they're 13. I'm going to be honest. Like it's a year difference, but but the description makes it seem like they're like 16. No, they're young. Yeah. Barely teenagers. Barely. Um, my biggest issue with this description is that it gives doesn't that give away like it's the full movie it's the full movie like yeah. the the reveal you know i'm sorry chat but the reveal Spoiler. of this movie <laughs> is that he loved this other mummy and that he's like trying to get to the queen right like that's a yeah. that's a late movie reveal i got to say though most of this movie is a late movie reveal. That's like no- <laughs> the final. The final five minutes of this movie contain so many plot points that you did not. To be clear, that were never established in the in the literally nothing happens minutes. in the first like what nothing happens in the first hour of this film oh no, that's not true some crazy stuff happens in the first hour I, i'm just I'm not i just don't think it's pertinent i think a lot happens i'm just oh not sure it God. means it anything. was it's irrelevant i i did there was a moment and when we get to it i'll point out there was a moment where i wrote down I don't think this movie knows what it's about. <laughs> I agree completely. I didn't know what it was about. It, it was, for the, the longest time, I was like, what? Like, why am I here? <laughs> like, why? They kept, why are... they kept introducing themes and not resolving any of them. There's like six yeah. things happening. One, yeah. there's... There is sexual tension between two of the kids. That, oh, that yeah. appears, then disappears harshly, then reappears abruptly. And yeah. then, then there's like 
Marshall's dad issues. Uh huh. That's oh, a big God. plot point. Uh -huh. Yeah. Then Marshall gets weirdly attached to the mummy, which is which clearly an allegory for the, for the dad, dad issues, issues. Yep. especially yep, for considering sure. the same actor plays the mummy and the yeah. dad, yeah. stepdad. Or I like or I like a version of this movie. Where the stepdad <laughs> is the mummy. <laughs> yeah. I like there's uh, there, and and you know what? There's only one scene that keeps oh. it from happening. There is a scene where the mummy is watching the stepdad <laughs> and the yes. and the mom. But yes. other than that one scene, they're never in this. It's like uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm Batman, but I've never seen me and Batman in the same place at the same time. <laughs> yeah. right? right? It's like right. he could be the mummy. Like and it, <laughs> the. I'm your new daddy and I I'm wish, a mummy. Could be this that, movie. I wish that the mom <laughs> fell in love with the mummy. Like she ditches Ted and she's like, this mummy is more it's for so me. Bad. Well, I'm, I'm ready to talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, so yep, 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 yep. <laughs> but right. there's also a plot of like the mystery of the mummy, but then the mummy has a lover. But then there's like this weird subplot that really only emerges in the last 10 minutes of some guy trying to murder them for the mummy. Like, Oh yeah. What? Yeah. Let's, let's not forget that somebody was threatening a bunch of 12 year olds with a revolver, right? <laughs> hey, nineties, that's fun. Um, all right. Let's not get ahead of ourselves though. Let's yeah. not get ahead of ourselves. I, I think, I think from the, from the jump, we've got yeah. stuff to jump in on. So, oh um, God. <laughs> I, I, the opening of this movie is insanity. So, so oh, okay. Okay. Before we even get to the opening scene, should we talk about the intro credits? Yes, Please. because Please. nothing said 90s more to me than those intro credits. Oh, yeah. Stop motion, number one. I, I love that it was a mix of stop motion and film. Like, it yes. would have the mummy hand and then a... 25 cent spider. <laughs> and a snake. You, you know, <laughs> from a Toys R Us bucket of spiders. But, they 100% and but, to, they but also, to, like, yeah. I don't think movies have opening credits anymore. I don't think. Like, they often I know play they, over the film, right? right like, but like, yeah. it screamed 90s to me that I had to watch three minutes of just opening credits. Yeah. Like, oh and God. the music is very 90s. The music reminded me a lot of the soundtrack to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids yeah. and all the Honey, mm, I Shrunk movies, sure. which was just this kind of like jaunty, like, do, 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 like we're on yeah. a little adventure. <laughs> it was kid, all pentatonic scales movie. because oh, that's how time. you make yeah. it sound like Egyptian. Like, okay. yeah. But, but I also, just, like, you still want to introduce I don't something. think movies have opening... Like, I I just haven't seen a movie in a very long time that had just credits. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because, as a society, we don't have an attention span anymore. Yeah, we've moved past that. <laughs> it also doesn't help that, like, this is... I am I am convinced, fully, that it is, it is papyrus circa Microsoft Word when we were, when we were in elementary, middle school... It's a pretty good joke if it is. Microsoft it's it's Word. a good joke if it's papyrus font. <laughs> Like it, it, there is, there's got to, I want to check because like, I guarantee you clip it was like, are you sure you want to use papyrus in this paper for me? And I was like, yeah. And the director said, yeah, this sounds good. This yeah, sounds like a good plan. That's we should a pretty use that. good joke. Yeah. That Egyptian pounding reeds flat is making something called papyrus. Mm. Oh, well, spaceship earth action here. Um, yeah. okay. So we get the opening credits and then we open on a movie in a movie yeah, Inception. Yeah, that was um, clearly shot with a handheld camera. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Much lower quality than the actual <laughs> film we're watching. Camcorder for sure. Um, and and the first thing I wrote down was a quote where 
that we we open on a family sitting around a dinner table. Clearly, the yeah. kid is uh, scared. And the brother who's scared looks at his sister. And I just wrote, shut up, you cow. Right. He called her a cow. <laughs> but her name's Molly. Did you write that down? I did write that down. The little girl's name is Molly. Uh, shut up, you cow. <laughs> I mean, up, the, cow. we're going to get into it, I'm sure. But the burns in this movie. Oh, savage. Man. They are savage. savage. So also, I, let's back up. Before Ben is this child's name, by the way, wrote that one down. Ben and Molly, the most generic white people names you've ever heard in a, in a film. But sorry, it's true, though. Um, so Ben is he is talking to his father and mother, and the debate is whether or not he should be sleeping in their bed. Ben is 13. <laughs> ben should not be sleeping in his parents' bed. He's 13 years old. <laughs> yeah, but what? there's monsters. Yeah, what? True. His, and his mom's like, one more night. Get on in between us. Get on in here, Also, pal. that was the dad from Even Stevens. I recognized him immediately. Oh, man. I, I, uh, DCOMs are community theater. Can we just they say are, that? Like, yeah, 100%. Like, all of these, like, like DCOMs as a collection our community theater. Um, I think if you watch all 100, you'd be like, and that person was in this movie. And that person yeah, was in oh, this yeah. movie. Yeah. And that Ryan person Merriman was, but, was like one of my biggest crushes uh, as a kid. He's in like 10 of these. There are only 20 mm. actors that made every decom <laughs> that has yes. been made. <laughs> you want to yes. know one of them who didn't is the main actor from this film, Marshall. I tried to find his IMDb profile or Wikipedia. That this movie ended his exist. career. It ended well, his entire thing. I think that says a lot. I think he's into charitable work now. I want. I don't want to make him. assumptions. He actually preserves mummies. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to make assumptions, but I hope it has to do with Egyptology. Um, but yeah, anyway, Ben should not be sleeping in his parents' bed, I think is the long and the short of that. It is. It was disturbing for me that that was even a conversation topic, that this 13-year-old has up until this point been hanging out in mom and dad's I, bed. I, I'd like to move past the fake movie because I've been holding this inside for oh like God, what? three days since I watched this. And it's about the conversation the kids had after the movie where Gilbert is being a little bitch and oh. he's scared of the movie. <laughs> oh my and God. He okay. Says, okay, okay, but I just have to say, the only <laughs> oh. thing I'll say before we get to that is this is a legitimately insane way to kick this movie off, right? <laughs> Can we agree that... Yeah. That Warthead 4, where the monster comes through the window and a spinning butcher blade is in the, the, and he takes the guy's head and impales it. This is the first Disney Channel original movie. (laughs) Horrible. Horrible. I literally was like, oh my God. This is how this movie starts. I mean, I know it's a Halloween film, but... It's bananas that that, that was, is how this movie kicks stressed. off. I'm not going to lie. How did that make it through? I just, I, I know that we want to move on so you can talk about Gilbert, who I just love. Yeah, entirely, that was my but, only note is like, holy wow. shit balls. Is this an, in, like an incredibly oh. like gory yeah. opening to a Disney channel movie? Like, Things wow. were different back then. Oh Times were different. Anyway, Molly, speaking, please. Yes. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of things being different. Gilbert says, I like happy movies like The Sound of Music. And then he makes a Nazi joke. <laughs> what the? I mean, 
Like I like happy music, happy movies. You know the ones with the Nazis. Do you remember what the joke is, Molly? Because he I have a fun follow up. He says something like everybody's singing, singing and, and dancing, dancing right? except for the Nazis. And then he says it would be cool if the Nazis were singing and dancing. And I was like, that would be cool if the Nazis weren't Nazis. That yeah. I think is the line. Okay, I I I wrote that uh. down as well, and then. In my like, I'm going to go to IMDb and like write down the summary. <laughs> so I happened to look at goofs in IMDb. I don't know if you've ever looked at the goofs section. Yes, I do. They like only the had one listed and it's about this line. Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> so, gosh. So he says the Nazis don't sing and dance, which would be really cool. And IMDb says, um, actually, Rolf <laughs> does sing and dance in the sound of the <laughs> That's the goof we're following up. <laughs> you know what? He does it beautifully. That's one of my favorite songs, The Sound of Music. Uh, IMDb's like, what are you talking about? Nazis do sing and dance. <laughs> it just was like, that was, that was the strongest moment where I was like, this couldn't be made today, but that happened a lot in this movie where I was oh, like, man. they couldn't say that today. But that I just was like loved that that was the oh, only goof on IMDb. Maybe that's oh why it's not on God. Disney Plus. It uh, who knows? There are some questionable things in this. That's not the one that made me stop. I it, I like. I, I think oh, we wrote. The, I bet I, I wrote it down. The same we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So oh so yeah, they um they come out Gilbert. Uh, that kid's in everything, by the way. Yeah, and also, everything. if you look at him now, he looks like exactly what you think he would. True. Mm -hmm. um, Adam Wiley is the actor that plays mm -hmm. Gilbert. I remember him as uh, Brad and Gilmore Girls, for those of you that, that yep, like yep. that show. Um, yep. But he's been in all kinds of stuff, character actor. Uh, he's scared from the movie. <clears throat> and then it's revealed that Gilbert has a newspaper route and he has yeah. not received payment for two years from the man that lives in the scary house. Would his Mr. boss Kubai. not be like, dude, you're off. Your books are off again, Gilbert. Like you're tilled in balance. I wonder like, if he just like takes it from his, his clearly drunk mother. That's possible. Like from his clearly. It's possible that mother. he just covers for. He's got to. Yeah. So they go, they go to collect Marshall. Uh, is not accepting that Gilbert is scared yeah. of the movie or Mr. Kubot, in, enter Mr. Kubot, and yep. uh, they go to collect his two years behind payment. You know, at how, like how much would that be? At like that? nine p.m. on a Friday, they the decide now's the time to go collect two years yep. of payment. <laughs> I just. I also like tried to do some fast math on what that would be for a daily paper, excluding Sunday. No, no, every day, a daily paper. Let's just call it 25 cents over two years, 365 days. This man owes a lot of money to this kid. It's not insignificant. It's no. a little less than $200, right? Like yeah, right. So you, so somebody rolls up to your house on a Friday night at 9 p.m. and is like, hey, can you please give me this big 200 to, to in back payment? A 13-year-old rolls up to your house at 9 p.m. on a Friday and is like, please, sir, I need $200. <laughs> It's just, and he six his dog on him, which I didn't love. Also, like, why is every bad guy in a decom wearing a trilby? Somebody <laughs> please explain that to me, because <laughs> it is a precedent that is established here and followed forever. 
in every single decom afterwards. I did mm. write down that like there's always a creepy old man who turns out to be not a creepy old man, which spoiler alert, not the case this time. You thought <laughs> Kubot was gonna be the guy from in Home from, Alone. Yeah, Home Alone. Yeah, like how in uh, Home Alone the neighbor you, you think he's really scary, but he ends up being nice. I no, thought that was gonna be no. Part he's wearing of this. a trilby. He can't be a good guy. But the guy in Home Alone is too. Oh, he's where it was, you know. And he ends up being nice. So I thought that was the trope they were going to do, but. Mm. Mm -mm. So they get Mm. scared. They run away. They run back to Marshall's house, at which point immediately Gilbert is told, get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Gilbert. He he takes three steps in the door. (laughs) Mom is like, you should go home. (laughs) You shouldn't be here, Gilbert. You shouldn't be here, dude. She Uh, had to make out with Ted. Oh, God. Yeah, this is the introduction of Marshall's Ted. mom, which, by the way, Marshall's mom doesn't get a name. Credited as Marshall's mom. Credited as Marshall's mom on IMDb. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and Ted. Now, her 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 boyfriend gets a name. Ted. Yeah. yeah. The, the mom who is in multiple scenes talking with, like with dialogue never gets uh, a name. But Marshall's boyfriend mom. who almost yep. never talks. Gets a name. <laughs> well, we have to hate Ted. Uh, That's to hate Ted. Yeah. I just uh, want to say, like, Disney as a whole, but especially a DCOM, they love a single parent. Oh, yeah, they for do. sure. They love yeah. a... It's an easy hero arc to have a divorced parent or a single parent. It is a trope they have not tired of yet. No. God, mm-hmm. no and no. I was not shocked to see that we had a... Uh, a tension rise right. from the for sure. I mean, from the parenting situation, it, it's classic Disney approach. Hey, let's let's insert a single parent, and then I think their twist was, and now we're going to introduce the other guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <sighs> this is also where you know Ted tries to get Marshall to to come eat some ice cream with them, and he's yeah. like, "Fuck you, Ted," and like, he goes he- up to his absolute nightmare fuel bedroom. <laughs> That bedroom is a party city. That bedroom is the back it's of a, a party. It's a spirit city. Halloween. <laughs> it's just so bad. I'm pretty sure that it, bedroom used to be a store and spirit Halloween took it over. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's a straight nightmare. Uh, and you know what? I feel like Marshall's mom should be worried about Marshall. Like, I would be concerned if that was my kid's bedroom. I was going to say, what tipped you off first? Was it the 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 gore in the bedroom or the the vampires or the the, the heads that he has hanging from the ceiling that have been clearly chopped off from the body? I'd be did, worried. Did we all miss the fact that he literally has a gorilla head? I had to pause. <laughs> he had a to shark head this. too. He has a gorilla. Yeah, but the shark at least like is is it's just the head in silicon. But this is a gorilla head that was a part of a plush, <laughs> of a life size plush. That he has taken and sawed the head off of and then hung it from the ceiling like a pinata. And I'm, I was like, that's not real. Paused it. Worried. Sure is real. Like, I, I have I questions. I see the gorilla head. That's funny. I was mostly focused on the full life-size, <laughs> like, Madame Tussauds recreation of wart head that he oh had in the middle yeah. of this room. It looked, yeah, it was nice. But but can we get to the next day, please? Because we lunch. get it. Take we us get to lunch. Molly. We get introduced to my favorite character, oh. Amy. Hold on, she doesn't have a name yet. This girl no, no, is in unnamed. like three scenes before she <laughs> ever gets. Ever a, get, I literally was like, we still don't know this girl's uh, name. But yes, yeah. lunchtime, yeah. and we have the addition of a new character, who we eventually will find out is Amy. 
And that's right. because in the 90s and early 2000s, there's only one way to have a trio of friends. You have to have a spunky girl, right? a nerdy kind of skittish guy, mm-hmm. and then like a jock bad boy. That's the only way to do this. That is the quintessential friend combo. It's the only way. I, I don't I, we're looking awkward, the obvious, We are looking awkwardly at each other you, right now. I mean, wait, is Alan Gilbert? <laughs> we are. Am I Gilbert? <laughs> what the fuck? What the? What the? I, hello? Tag us. <laughs> Tag yourself, I, I, baby. I, I, I love that wheeze. You, You're making your what? case for Gilbert right now, my dude. Oh, I'm just saying Gilbert's, Gilbert doesn't want to break the rules. Oh, and you are our anyway. moral center. Exactly. Oh, but they, they have a conversation. Oh. They talk about how scary old guy is dead. Right. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Scary old dude who they Amy, saw the day before. Amy delivers the hot news, the hot goss that scary old guy is dead because her mom's a realtor and she knows. Well, I, I, have a, I have a timeline question because I think this is two days pass. Unless these kids are going to school on Saturday, the movie kicks off on Friday night. No, no, no. They up- they said we in this scene they said we saw him on Saturday. So that that okay. night where they go is actually a Saturday. Got I know I was just picking a day earlier, but like Got it. they say in this scene, we just saw him last Saturday. So I I don't know how long it's been, but so it's been about a day. It's been a day because they go to school yeah. on Monday and they're having this conversation on the outdoor lunch lunch tables. Yeah, but the important thing I wrote down is that she makes a joke that he died covered in pancake batter, and they're like, "What?" what? And she's like, "Dip shit." He had a heart attack and was making pancakes at the time. And I wrote a note that said, "If I die in pancake batter, I think that would be okay." but I'd rather die covered in cheese. Yeah. And I just wanted to know uh, what food you would be okay if it was smothered you. If I, what, the food has to kill yeah. me or I'm just well, making like the you're, food Well, you're die. making something, you die, and okay. whatever you're making or yeah. eating, sort of, you oh, are found with knowledge yeah. uh-huh. that that's what you were doing. That's the like last that's thing last you were meal? in. Yeah. Listen, that narrows mine would shit be down cheese. for sure. Uh, wow. I mean. Alan. God, dude, I don't, I don't know. Like. I, I, I mean, the chat French onion soup, that's (laughs) (laughs) ranch dressing, ranch dressing. So he died with ranch. Not with anything in it, just ranch. I like the idea that you're just bucket of Hidden Valley. (laughs) Mm, I love it. Listen, no judgment. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I think if I were to die eating a food, it would probably be like a burger. I don't know. Mm, I love a burger. I was gonna say. I was going to say bacon, and here's why I didn't go with bacon. Because presumably, first of all, y'all, I'm making bacon in a pan because it's the OG. We're not doing any microwave nonsense. If I'm making it in a pan and okay, that no keeps need to going. show off. <laughs> no, seriously. We get it. You can cook. I mean, I mean don't at me. Uh, so <laughs> a chef over here knows how to cook bacon. Um, puts it in pan, walks away. The, if, if the, the grease would still be spattering. So there is potential for a grease fire. I don't like, then you wouldn't find my body and you wouldn't know, right? Like, I, I'm worried that. Yeah, that's you're not over now and you're really thinking this through. <laughs> I, I hate I'm you. surprised he wasn't like, there'd be a grease fire and that'd be a danger to those around me. So I want to make sure everybody's protected even once I'm gone. So when I'm planning my hypothetical death, I don't want you to be caught in the crossfire and therefore I'll hate, die in a way that will only I would, cause me I to would, die. 
I'd hate for those firefighters to have to do extra work when they could be helping out somebody who's still Max, alive. Save you so. from a burning building from here on they, out. They, <laughs> like, they could have saved that cat that was in the tree, but instead they had to respond to my fire, and therefore and I don't I'm want dead, to die. And I'm dead, so I'm way. useless. So. The, the, the cat's life is far more valuable. But so, Max, what do you want to die making? What do I want to die eating? Um, is it Nashville hot chicken? Ramen. I think it might be chicken and waffles. Ooh. I think like some good fried chicken chef. and waffles. He didn't uh, say he was making it. I didn't it. make that shit. I just ordered it, girl. I, you know, I, I got DoorDash on, on call, you know? <laughs> so it's just going to be waiting outside your door when no, they no, show no. up. No, no, no. I received it. He's eating oh, okay. it. He's I'm like mid-bite. eating it. You're... I'm like mid-bite, oh. got a perfect bite of chicken and waffle. I see. And I... <clears throat> Yeah, and I fall, sense. the plate falls, and Splatter. splattered <laughs> over me Sticky. is like oh my quadrant God. of waffle, uh, a, a, a breast of chicken, some syrup, you know? Drool. Yeah. yeah, I see it. And I see my it. fork with the perfect bite and because I didn't get the satisfaction body. of and eating that like, one bite. Poor uh, you guy. died unsatisfied. Yeah. That's, that's God, really sad. God, if only he'd gotten that one bite of food. Yeah. He could have lived. Yeah, so... He dies. And yes. what I love, Molly, you said Amy delivers the news. She tells them and they respond, even though, even though these kids are scared of him, they respond. Gilbert responds with some level of empathy, you know, poor That's, guy nice. died in the pancake to which Amy just cuts him up cold. And I, I wrote down what she said. He was old. Organs fail. Organs fail. These things happen. <laughs> Amy, she is, is a cutthroat. She's she is fire. just. I oh my god she is no nonsense literally I, I just I can't like that was bananas she is the most ice cold character throughout what I wrote down is this is clearly a girl that has not had to grapple with her own mortality like right. she has no concept right. that death is is coming for her too and she's like <laughs> he's old shit happens yep yes guess you're old and die that's, you're like that's oh not wow the first or that's not the last time Amy delivers. But that's a fire our intro line, to her, mm-hmm. right? Like that's I think the introduction to this character. They they like they're like, hey, yes. here's this new character. We are forming a trio. You've got the nerd. You've got the uncertain, emotionally traumatized boy who thinks he's a jock, maybe. And then you've got a stone cold bitch. And, and I love like, her. Oh, good. And like, I love what a her. Great combo. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. This is also where we learn. Okay, two things. I have a note about. There's a kid in the background <laughs> of this scene. <laughs> You saw two? You saw two? Dead ass looks right in the camera? <laughs> Twice. <laughs> not, yeah, not just once. <laughs> he just, he dead. Oh, he's okay. like, he's like looking this way. And then he's like. To paint a picture for you, chat. They are having this conversation where it is classic. He's talking 90s. to this guy. And then he's. Yeah, it's, it's classic <laughs> 90s direct shot framed on the character's face that alternates back and forth depending on the speaker. You know the shot. We've all seen the shot. We all saw the shot. However, the background character that is in cinematic mode on your iPhone, he's kind of blurred out and he's supposed to. I imagine the direction is you overhear a part of their conversation. Look at the group. Smirk and because that's he I don't even that. think I don't think that so. much direction I don't think on so. a I think they were like, talk to your friends because there's a bunch. There's like it's two tables. There's a lot of kids. Right. It's lunchtime. Yeah. And They're like, I think lunch. they just put kids behind him and they're like, talk. Because what I noticed was like. The, not only he, he looked in, it's like he just watches them act is the yeah, way I describe it. Right. like he's just he can't just talk to the people around him. He's like, I'm just going to watch you act. And it is, well, yeah. Chad, to give you an idea, it's like if Mr. Toad 
behind me was this kid and he's supposed to be just like talking and instead he's just staring directly it, at camera it, it <laughs> i'm is, doing it right now it, it is just it is bananas to me because he's just like these people are making art and like i think he's just ass. like i'm 12 as an extra in this decom and i see a camera so i'm just gonna stare at it Oh my God, that's yeah. amazing. And then this scene is also where we get the introduction. Alan teased this already, but we get the introduction of Gilbert's mom in, in telling she where is, we learn oh, that she collects antique dolls. Antique dolls. So she literally, I, I have this note in all caps. His mom likes antique dolls. This explains so much about you, Gilbert. Gilbert's <laughs> mom, we never see her, but we learn. We hear her and we learn a lot. A lot. Oh, we literally, she is off. She is off camera, clearly mic'd. But the the amount that we learn in about 15 seconds about her later on is just my, so informative. My favorite thing is when uh, they knock on Gilbert's door to come to the movie. They are like, we're going to go explore the dead guy's house. Yeah. And they're like, Gilbert, you're coming with us. And he's like, I don't want to. And they're like, well, we're going to ask your mom. And so they say, yeah. Gilbert's mom and she's like my name is Esmeralda and he's and Gilbert goes she's role-playing I was like <laughs> it I that like that opened up Pandora's box of questions for me because literally there are so many different parts of that spectrum and I was like oh no yeah. because I'm, I'm inclined to think kind of that with the here's what I hope with Sexual, the dolls with the dolls yeah, Yes, yeah, so like here's my hope. It is not sexual with the dolls. However, I imagine it a hundred percent is. So I genuinely think she's like, I'm Esmeralda, and this is my flock. And like, I didn't oh. like it. I didn't. I didn't love it. It's um, not good. But I, you know, because then they go to the dead guy's house and they find a mummy, as one does. Yeah, yeah. This guy, the way they set it up is that. Mr. Kuba, and I don't remember where we learned this, if it's at lunch or on the way to the house, but we learned that Mr. Kubat worked at a museum. Yeah, mm -hmm. they just throw away line, throw away line. And then we discover, because they have heard, at lunch we learn that there's a dead body in his house or a coffin in his house. Yeah. And, and we learned like, that because Amy's mom's the realtor. Yeah. And, and so I think... Well, yeah, no, no, no. There's a there's a rumor from a kid, uh, like yeah. Mikey, oh, maybe, yeah, yeah. who it's says like, no, I've, he has a coffin in his basement, and right. they're like, no, no shot. And Amy says, well, there's only one way to find out. And so then they go and they break into the basement, and there is a Naturally. full Egyptian sarcophagus. Yeah, and my favorite money. part of that is that yeah. Amy then goes, oh, I had the key the whole time because my <laughs> mom's the realtor. They break in her, right? This I will literally, <laughs> but I'm it's boring. Upset. She's I, like, I love her. She's just about chaos. Right. Yeah. I got so mad. I literally paused. I was like, you are a terrible friend. See, you <laughs> like, are Gilbert. Go get, I don't give a shit that Gilbert got dangled inside the house. I just am like. Just a little B&E. Yeah, little. Just a, yeah you, you conduct but, a B&E. But then I don't understand how the mummy got out. It well, just didn't does. Die, they, just, they just opened it. Which, by the way. But why was he alive? Oh. I didn't understand the magic so, of this movie. So, yeah, well, that's because it's crazy. <laughs> it, but, it's, it makes no so sense. they break and enter to get into sure. the basement. There then is Gilbert a. Gilbert loses his glasses. There's a basement level window. True. And they push through. Gilbert falls and they mm -hmm. catch him. He's hanging upside down. And then. Glasses fall. Glasses something. Fall yeah, glasses fall off. But then something else 
when when they push through, it's like they push through on a shelf, a bookshelf or something, yeah. and it so, knocks the sarcophagus off of its like table, and the lid opens, right, bathing uh-huh. the the hand of the mummy in the in full moon white. Now they've, it, I don't think they mentioned up okay. until this point that it's a full moon, which no. would have been so easy. They'd be like. They'd be like, oh, it's kind of creepy. It's a full moon. Wow, we should go. They don't, I don't think they think, ever set it up. I, I'd be one to predict that Esmeralda would read the moon charts. Yeah. She could have mentioned it. She could have given us a one, she, one line is all we sure. needed, Esmeralda. Is that too much to ask? She seems like the type. Uh, it, it's, be it careful. Is just, it's a full moon. Yeah. Be careful. Like, also, yeah. I love my dolls sexually. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> let's just clarify that right off the bat, please. So. It is a Rube Goldberg machine that goes off inside yeah, of Mr. Kubot's house. And it knocks the, co- knocks the sarcophagus open. And I would like to pause here for a moment because okay. it happens so frequently that I think we have all suspended. We spend a lot of disbelief here in general. A sarcophagus weighs 10 tons. So if we are what 10 tons, 20,000 pounds, you think I a sarcophagus that's weighs that's 20, how much a whale, straight up that's, how much, that's how much a whale weighs. I looked it up. I straight up looked it up. I'm Googling that. It is bananas how heavy sarcophagi are. It is because the sarcophagus itself, and they're calling it a sarcophagus, but it is, it is multiple layers until you actually get to the coffin. Oh, yeah, he's right. It's like, thank you. It says the sarcophagus lid weighs as much as five tons and the, thing itself could weigh almost 15 so wow that's a lot they're heavy as shit y'all well what you expect they they also though okay a sarcophagus is made of gold and made of you know all the that's why i weigh so much that's that's but when we see when we later see the other sarcophagus open and it's just like white on the ends it's clearly like plastic Yeah. That they have, yeah. That they have formed, and he just like, like just throws that <laughs> lid open, like it's yeah. a, like it's a Tupperware storage, like right. uh, you, box. The the best part is that you hear the hinges creak. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. As yeah. it opens the sarcophagus. Well, okay, oh. so then the mummy's free, and then they all freak out, and then. Well, they have to go back, right? Remember so the they don't know that the mummy gets out. They just saw, right. he saw a dead body. And they're like, oh, I'm a, And I'm they weird. freak out. He runs away screaming. Yeah. Right. And he's like, oh shit, I lost my glasses. And this is where yep. Amy's like, why well, have the key? We can just get back in. Classic <laughs> like, Amy. Cool, classic Amy. Get But wrecked. then, okay, so then they run into the mummy. There's like the whole classic, like mummy's scared, running after them. They're scared. But oh, then- God. The mummy breaks <laughs> to go to the bathroom. Oh, okay, so I let's let's. Back, I want so back many up. questions. I want to. I want to back. Aren't up there no organs in a mummy? There, there aren't. They've it all doesn't been, have a bladder. They've all been removed. <laughs> they've all been removed. They've all been removed, except for the heart, because that's where the Egyptians thought the intelligence and the spirit lied. But that's neither here nor there. I would like to draw attention to the house search scene because I feel like Gilbert got such a shaft here. Amy, you would and Marshall Gilbert. get massive. Fucking flashlights. They have got spotlight <laughs> flashlights. <laughs> then it cuts to Gilbert. He's got alone, the keychain flashlight. on a throne. And he's got this little, this itty bitty flashlight. That's the size of a ballpoint pen. It is like pen. a pin light. Yeah. It is like one that you put on your keys. Like, that's true. 
But I just I couldn't get over the fact that the mummy has to stop and go to the bathroom, which brings up a lot of points to me. One, he doesn't have organs. No so organs. what's he heart. peeing with? Two, he hasn't had anything to drink for a while. So yeah. why kind of he the pee? whole thing about mummification. Yeah. You're literally right? dehydrated. Uh, You're covered in honey and set to dehydrate. Three, how does he know how to use a modern day toilet? <laughs> Four, because he flushes. And, so he, and then four, if he knows how to use those conveniences, he does not wash his hands. And I five, wrote that too. Five, I made a good joke about how good thing he had toilet paper. Mm, that is a good yeah. joke. The only Thank bit you. that you didn't cover, Molly, because I wrote very similar notes yeah. in that scene. I think obviously a, a big detractor. I also wrote how yeah. does he know what a toilet is and what could possibly be in his body. But the only note you didn't say was, did he get his mummy dick out? Because <laughs> that is a raisin. Like, that how? is a raisin. You know, because I often, I just want to call out, I often will uh, be in conversations with friends that are girls about wearing rompers. And, oh, it's and a pain. The, and that you, when you have to go to the bathroom, yeah. you basically you, have to get naked. You don't you don't know how much of a mistake oh. you've made till you are peeing naked in the Epcot Morocco bathroom. Because you're like you made it through a few countries and you're like, I gotta right. pee, and now I'm literally nude in a bathroom in Epcot. Yeah. yeah. It's a mistake. So You'll only this make it once. Mummy Correct. walks into a bathroom. Let's assume he uh he unwraps, he unwraps, unwraps like yeah he gets his mummified dick out to take a the pee raisin. and Go then on, does yeah. he put i mean like it's not he puts it back i guess it's, like it's but so, then my next note was that he's okay he understands the toilet yep. he hands gilbert the glasses marshall's watch goes off and that's terrified. where we draw the line yeah, <laughs> terrified. Horrified, of it. horrified of it i i so wait there's one thing that none of us have talked about on the mummy yet and i think we definitely need to address it because boy is it out there for all of us to see and no it's not the raisin that he unwrapped inside the bathroom it is the teeth it is oh yeah those teeth are uh, a choice so again i i had a lot of questions in this sequence he had a lot of teeth i but the teeth are just out there like for the world to see and so I was sitting there, I was like, well, that's, uh, that has to be based on reality, right? So I go up and I'm like, let's look up some, like, some mummies. Let's see what they actually look Maybe like. Maybe he just had bad teeth. I, well, he clearly had bad teeth. But even some of the mummies that I saw, they had terrible teeth, but they all retracted. They didn't get extracted out the mm. face. I'm just saying maybe he had bad teeth as a human. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe. But yikers. Anyway, so the teeth. I feel like the costume designer went, all right, we got toilet paper, we got teeth, we got a mummy. And then he's scared of Marshall's he's afraid of his calculator watch. watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which Marshall tries to calm him down by saying, well, what are you so scared of it as a calendar and a, and, and a stuff as if he's going to understand he any of what the a calendar is, Well, but like, but... he's like, what are you worried yeah. about? It's got all saying, these like, digital features. That's, that's where we're going to draw the line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's I'm, crazy. It is bananas. Like also they, <laughs> the mummy presumably speaks whatever language Egyptian speaks Egyptian or ancient Egyptian, right? We, we know this, but mumbles in English phrases. And he begins it immediately as Marshall is attempting to explain to him the functions of the calculator. I think it's nice that you think you could understand that yeah. as English phrases because yeah. I, I, I couldn't understand anything. I was like, this is like talking to a toddler. Like I don't understand mm. anything that he's saying. I don't know. Listen, it, uh, there was only one moment in this whole movie. And I, I don't think I wrote it down where I was like, oh, I get the word that you just said. And it yeah. was like, okay, you know, it's like one of those. Uh -huh. But then at one point Marshall's like, I'm going to keep him. 
Like he's a stray dog right. that they oh, found. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I think I'm going to keep him. I'm going to keep this ancient mummy. I and just I'm found. like, well, Marshall is concerned about true. if the mummy is discovered, right. they're going to cut him open and experiment on him. And I wrote down, I don't think Marshall knows how mummies are made. If he is worried about this creature being cut open. It is it, again, the same issue that we have with the organs being extracted for urination. There's nothing left in there, pal. Yeah. Doctors who are like, no, nah, there's probably nothing in this mummy. Well, we'll get to the doctors. That's a whole oh, other God. moment. Incompetence incarnate. But, but then they go find a Nedry knockoff. Oh, no, no, no. There's, there's school before oh, that. Yeah, we have. So, oh, sure, sure, sure. Because what I wrote, uh, the last note I have on that is I, the end of that whole scene. So we've done the lunch table. We've mm -hmm. done the go to the house. We've done leave the house, come back to the house, introduction of Harold. I, the last thing I wrote was, I still don't know what this girl's name is. They still have not yeah, said Amy's Amy. name throughout this whole part of the movie. No, like right. I don't know what her name is, but then we go to school and, and we get her name. So now because we are Todd. what? Because of Todd. Oh yes, that's right. Oh, because of Todd. Todd. I yes. wrote fuck off Todd. Cause that's essentially <laughs> what she says to so, him. So like I have an all caps. Her name is Amy followed by fuck you, Todd way to stand up to creepers. Amy followed by wait a minute. Todd saw the Olsen twins movie. I actually may like Todd. I, I like do respect Todd. him. Him watching the Olsen twins. I feel like twins. we like Todd though. But like there's a, there's Todd's there's Todd's and it's like, go away, Todd. Don't talk to me. Don't speak to me, Todd. Get out of here. Yeah. No she, one, no one, she says, Marshall's actually like kind of encouraging. This guy comes up and tries to, to hit on Amy and she, uh, gets rid of him much. and then Marshall's like but what he's uh, why not Todd and she just said he saw that Olsen twins movie twice you just can't respect a guy like that oh see is that is untrue. where Amy and I differ because I would respect the hell out of somebody who watched a little it takes two mm -hmm. which I believe also came out around this time in 97 I did I, I did Hold ask on. myself what was the Olsen twins movie that came out in 1997 Olsen but I didn't look movie. We're looking right now. Olsen Twins movie, 1997. Let's take a peek, everybody. It, it is. It's take two. Came out in 1995. Oh, I was so proud um, of myself for a second. And then they went to be on. Oh my God! Talk about a core memory. She, they were on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. All right, where's their filmography? 1997. Um, it looks like Sister take... Sister was the show. No, Billboard Dad came out in 98, which so is... I think it had to have been. It takes two, right? Because if this is 97, yeah, they had the Sleepover series too at that yeah. point of. Uh, I think Full House was over by this point, but Billboard Dad came out in 98. What a yeah, film that was. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It seems it like two. it must be It Takes Two. It takes That's two. a great movie. So, you know what? I respect Todd a little bit for that, but... Um, yeah. Passport to Paris. When did Passport to Paris come out? Well, I have the whole... Well, you have the filmography. That's, That's 99. Another oh, yeah. great ah, what one. A way, Another what a great chat. one. Uh, are you at an MK or an A? I, I was more <laughs> of a an A myself. We're voting but, on the Olsen twins now? No, it's just like... MK was more of like the tomboy, like kind of vibe. And, and Ashley was more of like the girly kind of vibe. And like, you kind of had one that you hmm. related to more. Yeah, what, what about, what about the, the one who's not a twin? And is oh, Elizabeth, the yeah. one Wanda. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's cool too, but to vote for her? no, not All right. in this time. Anyway. So he saw the Olsen twins. I feel bad for my snap judgment of Todd. Uh, because you know what? We don't actually don't know what the fall. He only got through the first half of the pickup line. Yeah. And she was like, get out of here. And she, I she like, I respect her shutting him down though. Right. She does so, shut him down. 
Oh, oh, wait a minute. I do want to say this too. Here's how I knew Amy was a bad, was a bad cold lady. She completed her locker combination without once looking at the locker. Wow. Wow. She she cranked those numbers on that locker with such confidence. She she How many un- times do you think they did that scene for her to be able to do that? <laughs> I, I'll be real with you. That's I think true. that they probably just disabled the lock. But <laughs> to me, to they told me. her to spin it around and just <laughs> yank. <laughs> Could you imagine if they shot 50 They're takes like, for her to get it damn right? Damn it, Amy. <laughs> no, I don't, uh, I don't mean that she, like, that it was a requirement. I mean that they had to do the scene 18,000 times. And so she just, <laughs> it just was muscle memory. Oh, maybe. It's not maybe. that that was the reason. It's <laughs> that because they did it a bunch and right. Marshall Todd, couldn't get his Todd line out about banshees, yeah. that, uh, yeah, that she true. was like, Five like, clicks, four clicks, three clicks. She just had it. She gets it is 10, 36, 52, and I will complete this in sequence. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. We love her. Um, but so they, they okay. yeah, they decide they're going to like, they got to yeah. figure out what to do with the mummy and they need, uh, they need an expert. So Molly, mummy take expert. us to yeah. Forbidden World. Yeah, so they to go the to Forbidden World, who is Marshall's, like, it's Marshall's favorite store because it's where he buys all of his spirit Halloween goodies. Mm-hmm. I presume for a markup because it's a, like a small shop. So I assume they're Probably. more expensive than going to a Halloween store. But we more love to come on that. Small, I have a thought on that. In a we bit. love to support um, yes. small business. So yes. I, I respect it. And they meet who I at first thought was Nedry from. <laughs> both, I think from, we both shouted Nedry. I also Jurassic thought it was, it's so, so much like a lookalike. Yeah. You know exactly what they're trying yeah. to do. But it turns out he's actually in Armageddon. I couldn't place mm-hmm. him once I realized he wasn't Nedry. And then I looked it up and he was in Armageddon. Again, which is a phenomenal right. film um and he's our like oh i love that movie phenomenal you don't love armageddon film? armageddon phenomenal is film. i you love say armageddon, armageddon. i love that I, movie phenomenal Listen. film i think it's phenomenal um henry henry is, stamper saves the world but this character is bruce played by ken campbell everyone mm-hmm. yes. he did play santa in home alone he did yes he did. uh but so- Oh, sorry. They need him because he's going to be our like monologue info character because you have to have one of these in this movie that's going to just... He's exposition. He's our exposition guy. But my favorite thing is when Amy goes... Spit it out, Bruce, because he's taking (laughs) too long with the exposition. Uh, Amy Amy is a menace. She's fire. I I enjoy Amy, but she is a menace. So all of my notes, by the way, I just want to be clear. All of my notes have this character listed. It's not Bruce. It is Budget Nedry. The entirety of my yeah. notes are just Budget Nedry. Yeah. But um, let's see. Let's, I, I, oh. well, I want to call out that I, I'm going to read a few reviews a little bit later. But multiple yeah. reviews mentioned the gore of this scene where he stumbles in with a very fake knife in his back. <laughs> and people are like... This is too much. <laughs> this is where we draw yeah, the line. But the opening scene with the with the butcher knife and the garbage disposal. Yeah. Fine. Oh my yeah. god. I, well, they they also mentioned that, but I just thought the idea of this being gory, like Marshall's room with wart head. Sure, you can yeah. convince me that's too much. But the very fake knife in Budget Nedry's back as he yeah. stumbles to the ground and says he's dead is like Marshall even says that looks so fake. Yeah, right. It was good. Like he calls. I mean, good for you, Marshall, for calling it out. It's so good. It. Oh, uh, it's just. But, it's just terrible. But in the meantime, the mummy gets out 
and he goes to Dairy Queen. <laughs> oh man. Well, wait, 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 wait. We get wait, the introduction of the only character that actually made me laugh in this whole movie. Yes. <laughs> when yes. the kids return to the house to find yes. out that the mummy is gone. Yes. And I just, we don't have to talk about this. I want to talk about the Dairy Queen as well, but we get the introduction <laughs> of my favorite character in this film. And legitimately the only character that got me to laugh whose <laughs> intro line is want to see me pick my scab <laughs> i this little that shit. little kid I, he sucked <laughs> he uh <laughs> he recurs at the worst not like want to see me pick my scab what? is such a fucking crazy first line <laughs> Do you think that was improv? <laughs> <laughs> this kid, this kid has two lines that stick out. And, and my last note I wrote about him was he yells every line. Every line he says is just shouted at the camera. And he says two crazy things. One is I would want to see me pick my scab. And the second is when I think Amy says something about his blanket. And again, oh. yelling, he just yes. says, this isn't a blanket. It's a rag. I carry it around in case I need to wipe up something. What are you wiping up? The blood from the scab. <laughs> what? what are you wiping up? Oh, we the don't blood. get this kid's oh. name, but later we find out he is named Big, Leonard. I was going to say Big Linus oh, from God. Charlie Brown vibes. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Want to see kid. me pick my scab is my favorite line in the whole movie. I got to say. Okay. Yeah. I give you that, but pales in comparison to the mummy, like, hobbling up to the drive through at Dairy Queen. He yeah. just wants a blizzard. First of all, let's be clear. It is not a Dairy Queen. It is a Dairy it's Freeze. Dairy freeze. <laughs> it's a Dairy Freeze. But it has, it is. I, I paused it and went back because I was like, okay, obviously a Dairy Queen menu, but the nostalgia bomb of seeing that menu and those, uh, it is legitimately 90s Dairy Queen yes. imagery. Yeah. And I was like, I wish there was oh a Dairy Queen God. near my house. I love Dairy Queen. There's a one blizzard? in Davenport. I remember going That's to find so one. so far away. Yeah, it is. Ugh. But there's so one in Davenport if, you, if you're looking for one. Um. Wait, so so he's at Dairy Queen, and this is, I think, when we need to call it a very important thing. The person who is at the drive-thru taking his order as this mummy... Paige. Paige is her Char name. Paige is her name. Paige <laughs> takes name. the... Marshall's Paige, mom doesn't get a name, by the way. No, but the drive-thru The drive-thru person drive gets a name, goes. and it's Paige. It's Paige. All right, so as Paige is taking Harold the mummy's order... We don't know his name yet. We're, that's an important part I'm going to get to in a little yeah, bit. So, so as Paige is taking the mummy yet-to-be-named order... Uh, He's just doing full Charlie Brown parents, just womp, 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 That's womp. true. And she is somehow translating. Yeah. And I am, I am like, you are the unsung hero of this film to be able to translate. She gives that him nonsense. like a burger and fries. Like she knows exactly. Just, what it is. I know exactly what his order is because I wrote down because of how much it costs. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Yeah, his order was two double cheeseburgers. Yum. A small fry and a jumbo orange soda. Mm. And wow, do you is... remember how much money that order was in 1997? I can't, I can't like say I do. Three seventy four. What? <laughs> God, inflation's a bitch. Uh, 
but you could get one of those things so, now for three seventy. Maybe three seventy four for two double cheeseburgers, a small fry, and a jumbo orange soda. It's so so. Here's why I forgot soda? the price, Max. Cal loves orange soda. He does love orange soda. Uh, as the mummy, and I wrote this down, and I am sad that I saw it. This is a note that I wish I did not have to make about this film. As the mummy is walking through the drive-through lane. There is a torso pan up shot from leg to face as he grabs the orange soda from the oh, window. God. And as he is, as it is panning up from the knees to the chest, uh-huh. there is a gigantic moose knuckle in this <laughs> mummy costume <laughs> where it is clearly too tight and it was out there for all to see. Oh, good for you, Bill Finger, Maggie. I, I'm <laughs> proud, happy for you. I hate idea. that you said that. It was, I, it was something that I wrote it down. And I started giggling. Poggers I'm a five, for that. I'm a, I'm a five-year-old. I mean, and he did have to get his mummy dick out to go pee. So it's not uh, surprising that there's yeah. less, there's less layer. Yeah, maybe I was wrong about it being a raisin. Maybe it is certainly not. It's just like a dried up sausage. <laughs> Somebody but, wrote, not the mumsy in the comments. Not Thank the what? You. I can't even say it without laughing. Mumsy. The mumsy. Mumsy. Thank you, Rachel, for that. Uh, no, I got me. Oh, God, I'm dying. Oh. Also, oh, moving, on from the, moving on from the mamussy. <laughs> we go to the hospital now. Oh, We're at the hospital. God. Well, he, he has no lips. I do not think he can drink from a straw. He just, that's, that's the next note. Uh, the third note is, nobody's paying attention to this mummy walking around town. Nobody <laughs> no cares. One nobody cares. Nobody cares. No one cares. Oh, he's literally, man. he's traveled for presumably miles. Nobody gives a shit. That yeah. he, this like mummified creatures oh. walking around. And the only but, reason he goes to the hospital is that he, he sees a bandaged person. He sees like a, people. He sees like a bird victim and he's like, what's up, dude? And he goes and then he hurts his fingies in the clipboard and then gets his wrapping uh, stuck in the electric, <laughs> the, the door, which then trails. What if they not open? Yeah, ex- oh. exactly. <laughs> he and pulls then, his wrapping through the whole hospital, which implies that no one has gone in or out of that door since he came since in. Since he came in. And then oh. he, then uh, a doctor finally sees it and is like, it's the burn victim we've been looking for. So they try to do CPR on him and they're like, he doesn't have a heart. Well, he doesn't have a heartbeat. The the mummy would have a heart, but he just doesn't have a heartbeat. And which like, then, while this mummy is moving and verbally responding, they put paddles on him and then light him <laughs> on fire. Clear. Not they once, don't think twice. maybe our system is broken or like something. He's clearly wild. alive. This part's right? wild. He's yeah. clearly functioning and moving, and they're like, uh, "Well, he doesn't have a pulse." Let's put these paddles on his chest. <laughs> but it then is. here's here's my favorite part. Mummy gets up, he runs away. Not one of these grown ass men can catch him. When <laughs> have he, you seen him run? When he runs like this, like he can barely move. And oh, all the these adults so good. All these adult 
people cannot catch him for some reason. Code blue, baby. Code blue. Oh, the mummy hobble I did right. It is a good hobble. It is. Uh, it, and okay, so nobody can catch him. He runs out of the hospital. We just so the kids happen, find him. We just so happen to cross the kids who are on their bikes, circa a scene from Stranger Things. Yeah, and they are like, "All right." Then they then they see the adults who are clearly not gaining on this hobbling mummy. Somehow, so they pull him into an alleyway, and then what I can only describe as the worst game of charades ever hosted begins to unfold before our eyes. Mm-hmm. And there is no shot in hell anybody would understand. What this Marshall does is charading. But Marshall, Marshall does. But Marshall does. No, he does. Because they have a connection. Of yeah, course. Or because that's... he's read the script. <laughs> <laughs> he did his homework, Matt. But did then, his homework. We also then, learn a new piece of information about Gilbert's mom in this scene, which is that she would believe he's a foreign exchange student. That, right. That they could, bring, they could bring a mummy to Gilbert's house and... He believes that his mom would be like, oh, French. Right. But my favorite part is when they're like, Marshall's like, we'll bring him to my house. My mom's used to clunky dudes around because of wrecked, Ted. Ted. And Get I was wrecked, like, what Ted. a sick burn on Ted. Like, yeah, got him. Got him. Got him. But then they go to Marshall's house. Yep. They hide the mummy. Mm-hmm. Wait, did we? I, I didn't look it up. Did you see the Apple product that Marshall's mom is using in this moment? There is, she's using what looks like, I, God, I, I meant to look it up before we jumped on stream. It is this massive, wide, like typewriter with the tiniest little Apple logo on <laughs> it. That is, it's clearly not a computer because it's too thin. It's like, it's got like a flat. Uh, display or something so it's gotta be like a digital typewriter but it is this wide ass Apple product it is the Apple E-Mate is what it is called and it looks it actually has a stylus as well oh interestingly enough so yeah Uh, they sneak him in uh, behind mom who never looks back doesn't notice uh, and they take him upstairs Uh, but then then when she comes upstairs she's like Oh, is this just part of your weird nightmare collection? As the mummy moves, as the mummy, the mummy is moving as she is looking at the mummy. And then they're like, oh, Amy's practicing clogging, which, which is another one of my favorites. Like, what, what a, what a terrible, she's, but then to Amy's credit, she does, she does pretty, she, she does, does pretty a pretty good, good she dance. Does pretty good. She does a like, pretty good dance. Again, Amy's a bad bitch. But then I gotta say my second point on this movie could not have been made today this line could never have been oh made. oh my god oh my they god decide, this line is, they, is they, insanity they decide they're like well we gotta name him and marshall's like harold i had an uncle named harold and he looked kind of like him to which amy responds wow i bet your aunt wanted to Open a vein. Yeah, I paused immediately. It was like that's a suicide joke. That's that I wrote a, all caps. Was that a suicide joke? That is your that aunt is a, must be ready to open a vein. 100% is the a hundred percent direct suicide. quote. Like what the actual? I th- to be fair, Max, I think this is around the time where we paused it halfway through and we're like, I think I need to take a break. Like <laughs> what? I can't. What? Like this was the this was the line. The Nazi joke was a lot, but this is the line for me that was like. They just legitimately made a cutting your wrist joke. Like yeah. that 
That's, what the fuck? Like that is yeah. messed up on at that least, was like, level. At least to IMDb's point, there is a dancing Nazi in in uh, the Sound right. of Music. Like right. they could have been referencing Rolf, I guess. Like let's still not make a Nazi joke, but Ugh. how did your aunt not kill herself? And your uncle describing like that. the way in which she would do that is wild insanity. It, it was wild. Bad from top to bottom, front to back. Wow. That's, I, I rewatch a lot of stuff. And during quarantine, I rewatched a lot of stuff. Like I have all the seasons of friends on DVD. Like yeah. I've rewatched full house quite a bit. I rewatched boy meets world. Yeah. And a lot of times when you rewatch stuff from the nineties, you're like, Ooh, you cringe. And you're like, Ooh, that's yeah. not great. But this, nothing has made me shudder as much as this line. Oh. In yeah. Any I mean, of the like, shows. The, the, like, you can't respect a guy that watches the Olsen twins. Like, that feels like cringy 90s, like, right. weird yeah. gender stereotype kind of stuff, right? right? But this is next level. Shocking. Like, oh. This is not, like, f- like, Friends has a lot of fat shaming in it, specifically. Yeah. Which right? is cringy, there's, there's of which course. Which is cringy. There's some, there's some they like, have some homophobia. They have a little friends. bit of homophobia. Cringy. Like And a lot Obviously of that cringy. is, a lot of that is not, it, it's like, it's not outwardly homophobic. It's like uh, weird, like stereotypes or microaggression kind of stuff. And you definitely are like, oh, God, oh, that feels bad. This is legitimately a straight suicide joke. It's not. It's, it, it was, I, I just, there's I couldn't not believe been, it. yeah, there's not been a moment I think where I've had to pause a film and just like decompress. For I a had, second. I had to take a second. It, it was, was wild that yeah, that, that was, was, that was a, a comment in it. And, I will say this. We all know this is a Disney Channel original movie that this joke was made in. This isn't even Friends, a sitcom made for adults. This is a a decom. Yep. Oh, it's oof. So anyway, after they have that line that just gets somehow made it through the editing room. Oh, the the next scene is where we get the the big reveal. Well, the next the next scene is when Harold tries to eat the fish. Oh well, (laughs) this is yeah the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Harold tries to eat the fish. Um, and important. then just spits out something, which is definitely not a fish, into that bowl. I don't know yeah, what that, that was, but they that, panned that, was, that camera off of it real damn fast. <laughs> that, you say pan, I say shuddered. They just. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, don't eat the fish, Harold. Don't eat the camera. fish. And then they were like, yeah, oh, he ate the fish. Okay. Duckfish covered oh his God. eyes for that part. And he, he I understand. That. Yeah. I understand. I, I was, don't I, let I him I was going to ask you about the mental, mental state of Duckfish for that scene. Yeah, it's true. But we then find out. The big villain reveal is we cut to a warehouse, a dingy warehouse yeah. we've never seen before. And we overhear some kind of stereotypical gangsters mm-hmm. right. discussing the sale of a sarcophagus mm-hmm. that the buyer is going to be quite upset that it's empty. And you might imagine that these are people that that got Mr. Kubot's items. We heard that he was in trouble with Mm -hmm. the IRS, that they were, um, that his uh, home was repossessed. We learned this from Amy's mom. And then uh, the big reveal, when we see Mr. Kubot. Not dead. Wow. Not dead. I didn't recognize him at first without his cool hat. Yeah, he didn't have a trilby on. Yeah. How is he alive? Big surprise. He faked his death. Wow. Didn't see that coming. This is a lot for a kids movie, as someone pointed out. Like, yeah. did kids under, did, did, did we understand this as kids? 
I'm inclined to think no. I don't know. I, the next note I have, I don't want to delve into this. In fact, I think it's probably better that we don't. But there is a throwaway line uh, where Amy says she sleeps naked. And I once again was like, oh, yeah, we, we can't oh, make these yeah. jokes. It's, Amy says that she's 12. And yeah, I, also, I also wrote that earlier when we get, do you want to see me pick my scab? We also talk about her bra. Um, yeah, there is yeah. a lot Oof. of like. No, Amy in her underwear or nude, and she's yeah, twelve to thirteen nope. in this film, it's and not, it not is good. not not good. It's icky. not good. It's icky and gross, and it's, we should move on past that. But I just that was another one of my lines that was like, "Who wrote right. this?" Also, somebody who I'm happy is not writing other films. Uh, Amy, I think it's very important to 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 document. Well, first of all, we find out Gilbert's a Boy Scout, which. Yeah. He's an Eagle Scout, isn't he? Or is he going to be an Eagle Scout? He wants to be an Eagle Scout. He wants to be an Eagle Scout. Yeah, if he gets if he gets committed for breaking and entering into the warehouse, if he gets thrown into the museum, they're going to the museum now. He will not be able to. Yeah. So the 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 setup actually the the scene after the warehouse with the gangsters and the Kubat reveal is we are at Marshall's house at night, right? And he watches this is the only moment where we can say for sure that ted is not the mummy correct because marshall watches his mom and ted together and harold joins him and this Mm -hmm. is where we get one of the the themes where marshall um has no belief in love that he says like jaded at 12 he's very jaded um because his parents are divorced and we mm-hmm. learned that his dad's been really busy and so he's not coming around much and his mom is with Ted, but people don't stay together forever like they did in Harold's days. Mm. Yeah. And, and he has no belief in love. love. So this is one of those themes is that Marshall doesn't believe in love. He doesn't accept his mom and Ted being together because he thinks that they're just like, it's not real and that love doesn't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then Marshall goes to sleep yep. and, and chaos ensues. Harold is playing with a slingshot because a presumably slingshot. he yeah. doesn't have to sleep. Yeah, Ooh, a Koosh ball. I remember this. Um, but yeah, presumably Harold doesn't have to sleep. He shoots the ball out the window, goes to get it, and then like the runs dog. away. The, the dog, dog chases him. The wiener dog named Fang. And then he ends up at the museum where there's like an Egyptian exhibit happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then that's when the kids try and find him and they also, they figure out, Oh, I bet he's at the museum. Right. Yeah. They see Harold sees the eye of raw on a bus and follows it to the museum because obviously the bus will lead him exactly to the museum. Of course it will. Right. And then the kids also see the eye of raw or they see the, they see something about the museum. And so yeah. they, they, again, for the second time in this movie, B and E into, well, into a museum. Yeah. And, and here's the thing that got me is that there is no explanation in the moment of how the kids got from outside the museum to inside the museum. We do not get that reveal until much later. All we get is one scene, kids outside the museum. Next scene, kids in an exhibit. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, is the door unlocked? 
what's happening. Come to find out, they take the door off the hinges. Mm. Like it's not a, it's not an easy task to be completed by three 13 year olds. Mm -hmm. They take museum doors off the hinges. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is where we learn. Now, again, this was in the plot summary, but yep. this is where we learn probably an hour into this movie mm -hmm. is where we learn that Harold is in love mm -hmm. and that the other mummy that was on display with him, I assume. Yeah. Don't yeah. Actually, I don't know that we find that out, but um, was his that he was her protector. He was her guardian. She was the queen right. and yep. that he was her guardian. And we he also get. Speaking of uncomfortable 13-year-old oh, dialogue. The, the sickest burn of all we time. We get the conversation about celibacy. Yeah. But specifically, because Amy I, burning Gilbert. Like, Gilbert will never be the same. No, because... I, if correct me if I'm wrong, but Harold was like a high priest in, in the Egyptian yeah. culture. Correct. So they're reading the little plaque about it and it says something about celibacy and Gilbert goes, what's celibacy? And Amy says, no chicks. And he says, I could never do that. And she says, you'll get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and it I wrote, get wrecked Gilbert. Like, yeah. what a burn. Savage. I like he that they savage. have, I like that they have one that whoever wrote this movie thought it was important to include a celibacy detail in this movie. That's number one, right? Of all and the then just two, to deliver this joke. After they include the celibacy detail, they they simplify celibacy down to no, no chicks. chicks. That's no that's chicks. what no chicks, which is, is incredibly gendered. Or first dicks. of all, we don't know what it, it's, right. it's incredibly yeah. gendered. We can't. You know, but I just loved you'll get used to it. Yeah. I was like, got him. Got him. <laughs> wow. Like, let's be clear. Gilbert will be talking about that moment in therapy 20 years from that day. Mm -hmm. Like that, that shit is going to mess Gilbert up. I was amazed by that. And that's her best burn of all the burns. Yeah. That so we good. find out the Herald's in love. He reveals by peeling his chest back. He's got a necklace on necklace that he's wearing that later is covered again i don't i don't really understand how yeah, and she has one too okay, they're like on. friendship necklaces she also has eyeshadow on by the way like very vibrant blue but so they did that if you look at any picture of cleopatra and stuff they they would do that to the high ranking people they would put they yeah. would use different like yeah, plants and sure. things like I, that. I think I uh, it looked like something that came from Claire's as opposed sure. to. <laughs> 100%. I, I yes. let my niece do my makeup um, when I was in Iowa recently, and it that. looked a lot like that. True, mm -hmm. it was it was startlingly startlingly accurate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I know Max, you had you had started to say, and just to sort of like continue that sort of line is, I don't know how he got the amulet out and then it disappeared. Mm -hmm. And since we had such a long conversation about the bathroom escapades earlier, I imagine Harold employed the same sort of oh, covering mechanism. his mummy dick out and then it yep. become covered. Then it, yeah, then it, I imagine he, he practiced the same sort of, uh, uh, uh black magic. He's magical. As it were. He's magical. Truly. Yeah, truly. That makes sense. That adds up for me. Um, and, and this is, we also, Harold is now self-aware of what the kids find out at with Bruce, which is that if he is not back in his sarcophagus, he's going to be turned into a pillar of dust. Okay. So this is, I, I want to bring this back because 
I think you and I were having this conversation where it was, well, why are we only learning about that now? This is not the first time you learn about the dust comment. Back to exposition inside of Budget Nedry's shop. He is reading a book that verbatim outlines the plot of this film. Yeah. And Amy then roasts it. Much like Amy, he was taken too long. Right. Like I was with Amy, like spit it out, Bruce. It, it's it's crazy that they're like, all right, we know that Amy literally roasted the face off of Bruce. So we are going to give you the plot a second yeah. time just in case you missed it because of Amy's savagery. But yeah. One of my favorite things follows this moment, and that's when they dress Harold up. Yeah, we got a shopping montage. I will oh, say yeah. I don't know where there's a line that I wrote down that I, I won't stay on long. I don't know where it happens if it's when they decide they need to dress him up or if it's in the museum. But it's Marshall and Amy. They're planting seeds for later, mm -hmm. yeah, and Marshall sure. says, "No one has ever counted on me for anything before." They're talking yeah. about why he feels connected to Harold and why he cares so much. Yep. And Marshall says, no one has ever counted on me for anything before. And this is the moment that I wrote down. I don't think this movie knows what it's about because <laughs> yep. that theme has not been introduced nope. at any point in the rest of this movie. And by the, the way, romance. won't get resolved later. Zero like, resolution. There's not Zero any follow-up yeah. on that theme of Marshall not being relied on. There's no... Yeah. It's, it's it's a one-off line. His parent issues. Yeah, like, this has nothing to do with his belief in love or nope. his like dad issues. This is no one has ever counted on me for anything before. I'm revealing that to you, Amy, and we'll never talk about it again. Right, <laughs> like, right. It just disappears. It it's a, it feels like a moment of very like distinct clarity that happens every once in a while, and you're like, I'm going to articulate my feelings in this moment. And then they shall be swept under a rug for all time. Yeah, we've all like, been there. Nobody's relied on me. Sam. Oh, well. And then just like beep, bop, boops. Oh, well. My oh, chat well. that was here for what? my uh, my zonga will, will remember, oh, well. I, I did oh. a lot of emotional pivots oh, there. Oh, well. I, we listen, all love we, an emotional we, we've, pivot. We've heard, I've heard some of the zongas, and I have to tell you, you that's your favorite transition, my yeah. man. Anyways <laughs> is what I anyway. used a lot. Anywho. So, Molly, um, anyways, yeah. take us to yeah. Harold dressed up. Yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to dress up Harold. And I find this funny because for two days now, Harold's been running around town. <laughs> no one's just, noticed him. No nobody's noticed. Thing. But now we have to dress up him up and now after he looks like a pimp from a 70s film <laughs> now people are scared of him yeah, that girl that catches he like lowers the glasses and she gets terrified but nobody oh, mommy, nobody him. notices nobody knows for two days and now that he's wearing like 70s platforms and bell bottoms he's scary the what level of inconsistency it's with like so the good. general the general it's public ridiculous. recognizing Harold ridiculous is bananas like what <laughs> it was unbelievable but that's just more of a fun shopping montage i think uh, that's just to give us some color oh my and God. then they go to a halloween party right yeah that's why he has to get dressed oh, up oh they, to get dressed they up for need, the halloween party yeah they need to Ugh. oh my god we missed a uh we missed a scene somewhere where they go to, <sighs> no, yeah, 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 they go, they get dressed up and they go, before they go to the carnival, they go to the warehouse to yeah. find, mm -hmm. to sneak mm -hmm. in and get his sarcophagus. Yeah. Yep. And. Because they know where it is. Because he, he goes to the Halloween party as a mummy. Yes. Yeah. He gets dressed up to go to the warehouse 
to get Ugh. his sarcophagus back. They find, uh, they sneak in. And by the way, the way they sneak in, Harold just launches Marshall 20 feet into the air. <laughs> right. So, okay. So there is an explanation for it, but it is buried in underneath Amy's sick burn of budget Nedry. Oh, that he's got like he's superhuman got super strength. strength. And I like, I remember going back because you had fallen asleep. I watched it three times. Time. Yep. I caught it the second time around. We're like, the mummy has super strength and also smells bad. And like those are yeah. two plot points that we just never talk about again. But We're just expected to know. So that yeah, so they figure out the whole thing really quickly because again, this movie nothing happens for the first seventy five minutes, and then all of this is in the last fifteen pretty much. Yep. So then they go to the Halloween party where he is dressed like a mummy. Correct. And Budget Nedry is there hosting a haunted house. Yes. And they rope him in. They're like, come on, Bruce, because we got to save this mummy by midnight on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And they go to the warehouse. Well, we got oh. the most 90s. We got the most 90s. Yes. Costume and mention when we get to the mm-hmm. carnival that I have mm-hmm. to call yes. out, which mm-hmm. is yes. when they say to Gilbert, Gilbert's got on like Folkley's and... And a pink boa. And they say to Gilbert, who are you dressed up as? And he says, Dennis Rodman. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is peak Chicago Bulls (laughs) in the middle of their run. They're three in a row. Dennis (laughs) Rodman. This little white nerd is dressed up as Dennis Rodman. To which Amy then says, you look like his sister. Maven and I said I wrote down is does Dennis Rodman have a sister Maven or is this a is this was Maven his drag name because you know Dennis Rodman would regularly dress in drag did he go by is this a drag reference to Dennis Rodman like or is that just a throwaway name that they came up with like it's a throwaway name because his sister's name is Deborah yeah he does have a sister name is Deborah yeah. Um, so, oh God. I, so I also the other the oh, other yeah. um, very '90s thing that got mentioned was they say to they say to Bruce like we've got a mummy, and he goes, "Oh, I know. I've seen so many in the bathroom. I saw four Freddy Kruegers, two Pinheads, and a Martha Stewart. Another yeah. wonderful like plant yourself in the '90s moment. I love it for yeah. this movie. Uh, um, oh, but yeah, then. Yeah. They end up at the uh, at the warehouse. Well, so Bruce drives them. Well, so, well, there's there's things that occur. In the between, gangsters right? so show you, up. The gangsters show up. So oh, Gil- at the party, so, you're so right. Gilbert, I was. Bored. They leave Harold with Gilbert as Marshall and Amy go inside, and this is the first time we get the seed planted of the Marshall and Amy romance. Right, because why wouldn't we off. plant this with twelve yeah. minutes yeah, left why, in the why film? Why wouldn't we plant that at this stage <laughs> of the game? We did, let's add another plot point to right. this movie at, at 87 God. minutes. Uh, so they leave Gilbert with, they leave Harold with Gilbert at the exterior. Then Gilbert in his infinite wisdom is like, I'm hungry, Harold. Yeah. Could you eat? Do you want a snack? To which I said out loud to the television, Harold is undead, therefore cannot eat. <laughs> but he's, so been, Gilbert, he's been drinking orange soda this whole time, Al. What yeah, are you talking he about? Cheese. He went to the dairy freeze and ordered. Gilbert is a moron. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert's an idiot. So Gilbert goes inside. Harold, 
because you should never leave the mummy alone. No. Harold should have left him with goes Gilbert. inside as well. And starts and macking then, on Cleopatra. Yeah, that's my favorite part. Cleopatra. There's somebody at the party dressed like Cleopatra. There is a good there is a good come around joke in this in this section though. Yes. Because earlier in Marshall's room, they are talking about how bad Harold smells. And yes. Marshall pulls out aftershave or, yeah, or cologne yeah, yeah. and it's, it's called high karate and he <laughs> dumps is such a nice the thing whole too, like. bottle on oh, no. harold and <laughs> then when he horrible. meets up with cleopatra she goes what's that smell is that the high karate, high karate? <laughs> <laughs> i normally don't like it but on you it's so nice and she like they can't ditch her because she's like into Harold. She, oh, she she's loves into, Harold. She's into Harold because she was into another mummy that Gilbert runs into that is the principal of the high school. Oh, that they just oh, oh, yeah. randomly include? Yeah, they, like, need to chi- they need to chill. Like, they need to chill in the last 20 minutes. Was this movie. character, like, they? was there supposed to be a scene at the school where he was there and they <laughs> cut it? It got cut. Like, they just uh, introduced the principal? Like, like it, it does almost feel like Marshall probably being emotionally unstable and kind of more of a bad boy. Maybe he was having some problem at school, but they were like, that's too much plot. Let's cut that out. Gilbert's the one that punches him in the stomach. It's not even Marshall. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I I have to share. Let's pause the, let's pause the principal conversation. Yeah. It makes no sense. We don't need to come back to it. So so I looked up high karate. It is. It is very much a real thing. However, what I am going to share with you is an advert for high karate. Ah. And it is bad from top to bottom. It is high karate, new oriental lime scent. Oh, God. God. (laughs) Don't worry. It does get worse. (laughs) Down the advert, you see the, the tagline of this is use too much and you can find yourself in a tight squeeze. And you see a quintessential salesman clothes man kind of tilted over being tackled by this ravenous pink dressed woman. It is terrible. It is so, and I I want, I wish I could read the rest of the copy, but I guarantee you it's not PG, but it is, it ends with the line, high karate oriental lime, be careful how you use it. So they weren't careful, and then uh, Harold the, wanted to mack on. This Cleopatra. is the deconversion of Sex Panther from yeah, Anchorman. Yeah, they also bring back the celibate line. Yeah, because that's true. They the kids go to pull apart Cleopatra and Harold, and she's like, "No, we're having like he's with me." And I think Gilbert says, "No, ma'am, he's celibate." Celibate, and yeah. she <laughs> says, "I don't think so." Yep. Yep. Ma'am. He is betrothed. She's going to fuck a mummy is what I'm saying. She, <laughs> she she's ready dude. to fuck this mummy is what it I'm is, saying. And his, and his shriveled oh, sausage weenie. Wow. Um, we also get the, the, the last two things I have on the scene are one, when the gangsters come in, they start unmasking every mummy. And yes. what I love is they, they run up to each one of these people. They grab their head, pull a mask off and every person just, just dead, like <laughs> no reaction. Just, I, just like plain face. I not like, be, hey man, what are you doing? Just like, why are you doing that? 
it's like it's like the uh it's like the scene in hunchback and notre dame where they're doing the feast of fools like carnival and they just uh, nobody fights back if somebody walked up to me and grabbed something off my face i'd be like fighting what, back what are you doing yeah I it's fit, no re- deadpan fight. no reaction a very simple like <laughs> and then we get a run through Bruce's carnival. And all I wrote was like, this is some Horror Nights level production we got going on here in this. Yeah, in this, like, yeah it's the best uh, production in the whole movie. Unbelievable. It's, like, it's the the most budget was on this Truly. carnival. Truly. Yeah. So they like, okay. uh, the gangsters chase. Bruce yep. gets the hearse that he drives. Which is Wh- normal. Why wouldn't he? The kids get in it. Harold holds the door closed so the gangsters can't get them. And yep. they abandon Harold and he gets captured, which Molly then take us to the, yep. the, the climax of this movie, the warehouse at the end of the film. Yes. I, first of all, I can't believe they just let Harold like, right. The after whole, all that, the like, whole film, they're not even after the kids. Why? Like what, what's happening? They're just well, like, like and let, also, they just ahead. let him hodor the door and like, I <laughs> 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 watch Game of Thrones. And I know the reference. But like uh, this whole movie is about saving Harold and they're like, gotta go pal. Good luck with that so, door. Like what? Also like you, you see the trauma playing on Marshall's face throughout that entire scene. It's his fake and dad. It is just, it's yeah, it's his dad figure, which is just weird for so very many reasons, but he sees his father figure, Harold, the mummy dressed as a pimp being hodored and taken away. He's not dressed like a pimp. No, he's anymore. just mummied out. He's just he's mummied. Mummied. Oh, yeah, okay. but, but, but all the yeah. same. Yeah, True. they get they they convince Bruce to come help them. Who, you know, reluctantly he, he reluctantly does it. But I appreciate how quickly he does jump on board because, mm-hmm. like, if you're an adult and three kids come up to you and you're right. like, "Hey, we have a real life mummy. We got to help him get back so we can right. get with his Egyptian mummy lover," right. you'd be like, "Um, that's enough candy, kids. Go yeah. to bed." Right? Like, he which is his right initial up. reaction. Sure. True. But then when gangsters show up, he's like, "Oh shit's real." Yeah. yeah. So they, Not when the mummy shows up, when the gangster go, shows up before right. the mummy. Yeah, they go to the warehouse. We have like nine minutes of plot left, but so much to unfold. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of your tropey like action film ending where the they've got Harold locked up. The kids are trying to figure out how to like light the warehouse on fire. <laughs> Start the sprinklers. That's, that's their plan. They use yeah. they use body part props to, yeah, to fight because that's yeah, all that's, they have which yeah. is also to bring it back to molly earlier you were saying like he, these items have to be marked up this is where bruce says to marshall i have to help you you're my only customer right and i i had to wonder yeah. about the economy of this bookstore that one 12 year old is single-handedly keeping a small business uh running where is he what getting is the money allowance? yeah is where allowance? is he i also I assume, when when mom is I like when mom is like, oh, is this dad. new? I thought, did you, wh- uh, dad, would you not be surprised? Be like, oh, I interesting. Got, I, oh, the dad I have a, I have a feeling just, this is just my feelings. Not personal at all. Yeah. And it's that maybe dad isn't spending time with young Marshall, but he's sending cash as a way to oh, like, to I'm sorry. I couldn't mm, come. Here's money. Sure. A Mr. Baseball sure. game. Here's, here's a fat yeah, wad of that's cash. That's my assumption. So is, mom wouldn't be surprised that he bought a seven foot tall, realistic mummy statue and got it into the house because he has dad money. 
Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think. Well, you know, she's maybe she was off with Ted when he got that into the house. Right. Well, right. she was. That's the she idea, wasn't paying sure. attention wasn't when Ted. he got that in the house. But I, yeah, I assume Dad's funding the um, horror show that is Marshall's Room. Sure. Yeah, this this adds up to me. I, I yeah, adds for up sure. To me. Think, that that seems like solid theory. And and Dad is therefore single handedly funding Bruce's small business. So good mm-hmm. for Dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Yep. Unnamed father. So, yeah, so they use all of the, like, fake intestines and fake body parts to, like, knock out a bunch of the gangsters because any And a body you... slam. True. <laughs> because any time you have gangsters in a movie, all of them but the main guy are dipshits. Yeah. Yep. Like, True. You, you never have smart, like, henchmen. Accurate. They're always dumb. And this proves true here. So there's a bunch of back and forth where, like, the kids are fighting the gangsters and blah, blah, blah. But eventually we come face to face. Mr. Kubot with Mr. Kubot. And the kids are like, we thought you were dead. And he monologues, which I love. This is my favorite. I literally wrote a note right before. So Kubot steps out from behind. I don't wait. Actually, real quick pause. So they knocked over a bunch of cans of stuff in this warehouse. Uh-huh. Did any of you pause to figure out what the cans were? No, it was I an ice cream. It's an ice cream factory. Okay, so it's so Aaron's ice cream. cream is the is the cover. Oh, business. that's true. Okay. That's so true. But also, when we get to the warehouse, that they're in the middle of the deal with the sarcophagus. Yeah. Now they have Harold, right? They've got him. He's tied up. Mm-hmm. We open while the kids are using fake body parts to to get in. We go to Mr. Kubot and his buyer. We heard about his buyer earlier, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And he has an uh, a, sorry, an empty sarcophagus. They've not put Harold back. And he's telling the buyer, like, this, this is what we have to sell. And the buyer says, uh, he, or, or Mr. Kubot says, deals off. And the buyer goes, you can't do that. Mr. Kubot says, I can do anything I want. To which the buyer just folds yeah. immediately and says, okay, Zero, I see your point. Yeah. And I thought, wasn't that the driver of the whole movie? Well, now he's like, like, oh, the mummy's alive. I can make a lot more money off of it. The driver of like, we got to get the mummy back was that the buyer was going to be upset. (laughs) But I guess you're right. Is like, he doesn't give a fuck about this buyer. He can get a much better buyer. buyer. Okay. Another buyer. The buyer folds instantly immediately. and and then and then yeah we end up with mr kubot yeah and his whole thing is oh the irs was coming after me because yeah, of evasion. course he's doing illegal <laughs> things and you can't like come after a dead guy so he faked his own death and he's about to shoot them okay yes this i think this is this is key we have missed one very key plot point and i'm oh, gonna pause is, here is it that gilbert's a bitch yeah, so gilbert is a bitch so <laughs> So, but supported this time. Marshall but, doesn't encourage him. He he supports yes. it. Marshall is a supportive friend, which I think is we could all learn something from Marshall just in that very one specific thirty second moment. Everything else, let's just forget that Marshall ever did. So, Gilbert, prior to them entering the warehouse, says, "I'm afraid," which is just fucking classic Gilbert. And Marshall says, "You know what, Gilbert? That's fair." I didn't like your Dennis Rodman anyway. You should definitely wait in the car. Should have been Scotty Pippen. <laughs> should, should have been Scotty Pippen, you moron. Or maybe Steve or, Kerr. Yeah, Steve Kerr, please. So, <laughs> basketball jokes. Yeah, that, <laughs> yes, basketball jokes. So the, he's like, I am going to wait in the car and contemplate my basketball player choice for next Halloween. So he gets into the car, and then that we think at that moment that is in scene for Gilbert. We're like, hey, Gilbert's done. Yeah. Everything is but, all the action is gonna happen. But no, but wait, there's more of Gilbert. So they are they are at 
and they are at the mercy of Mr. Kubot. And his tiny gun. And it's his, like as big as the gun and his in Clue. revolver. It's like yeah. the, the Clue really, piece the is piece. as big as the gun he has. <laughs> it's a tiny piece. revolver. Right. So and as and as all things seem to be falling apart around around the our, our, our heroes and heroines, Gilbert with the biggest BDE of the entire film drives the hearse through a wall. Yeah. But why did he do that? How did he I, know? How did he know? <laughs> like, did he know? In, in what world is off screen? Like we don't see the growth. Maybe right? he came, off maybe he screen. like snuck in and was going to help and then saw the situation. It was and like, so got, I know what to do. And he like, backtracked that's a lot of character growth to just have happen off (laughs) Off i'm trying to make it make sense like he he read the script (laughs) yeah well just like marshall that's how he understood the charades he read read the script yeah so then ultimately they uh gilbert saves them yeah gilbert says so okay let's let's break this down frame by frame gilbert drives through a concrete set of set of bricks Right, he drives a hearse, which remains yeah. relatively unscathed. Yeah, through which, like, I want that hearse at that point. Right, drives you through would a hearse. It reminds me a lot of the scene <clears throat> in Full House when they accidentally drive the car the, through the, the convertible yes, into yes. the yeah. kitchen. Yeah, so drives the hearse through a wall, and then there, it's it's very sort of anticlimactic for about. 15 seconds as people are like, Gilbert, why did you do that? And then the bad guys, obviously unscathed to this point, are going, you just drove a car through a wall. No big deal. No, they're like, now we can get you all. Now, now we can get you all, right? You've made this a lot more efficient for us. And then off screen, above, cut to an immediate pan of just pipes. Just pipes. <laughs> what caused the- them to fall? <laughs> what Rube? Go- there's a lot of Rube Goldberg. Like there's, there's a I Rube just- Goldberg machine that just lowers... Literal dozens of pipes mm-hmm. made of concrete, presumably murdering all but <laughs> Mr. Kubot. But not on the kids. <laughs> but not on Gilbert, because the kids freak out and they say, Gilbert, are you okay? And he's, he, in a classic Gilbert line, gets out and goes, I'm fine, don't worry. And like, and like pulls oh, Gilbert. Out of the hearse. <laughs> this hearse is, this hearse is insane. It's titanium. Anyway, Mr. Kubat is the only one who's left living. Go, go I, on. No, I'd like one of you to explain. Yeah, Max? Max, tell us what happens with Mr. Kubat. I with don't remember. Okay, well, I'll bring I don't this either. up. I don't <laughs> remember. That's why I pivoted. I so, was so, so bored. So Mr. Kubat. I don't remember what happened. I was just thinking to myself, did they resolve Mr. Kubat? I so, just so like, here's the resolution for Mr. Kubat. How did the kids not get hit with uh, yeah, the pipes? So, That's so, what I was on. So we get a lot that happens in approximately two minutes. Mr. Kubat once again pulls out the gun. Marshall steps forward and says, he's bluffing, to which Amy says, Marshall, oh no. And then it cuts off. We obviously have to have romantic tension. And then Mr. Kubot says the classic villain line of, oh, I never bluff. And then Harold, who has been showing Oh, I do all this remember time, this. Whips out the chains that were broken with a crowbar, which makes no sense at yeah. all. And whaps Mr. Was, Kubot yeah, over the wrist. Why didn't he help earlier? He has super strength. Thank you. Thank you. And then because because Harold read the script and realized that he does have super strength, yeah, he picks remembered. up Mr. Kubot and bodies him across the room. Yeah. yeah. To which he runs into a file cabinet and then falls over unconscious. Yeah. And that is, and they all like Marshall and Gilbert have a weird high five moment. And then Marshall and Amy have a moment. Marshall and Amy have a moment where Amy's like, I take you know, 
I thought you were going to die. You said nobody relies on you. Da, 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 da. Romance, romance, romance. And then the scene ends. It ends. And we find ourselves back in the museum. Yeah. And they put they put Marshall in his sarcophagus. Well, his lady lover wakes up. They have he like a holds he he rips his chest open again. Mm-hmm. He gets yep. the amulet out and holds it in in the moonlight. Yes. And this magically uh, awakens his lover. Yeah, and yeah. they hug. They wake. Uh, they like say hi, they, and then they, they go wake back to bed. Thirty seconds, literally, literally thirty seconds, and then they go back to bed forever, presumably. And he gives Marshall a priceless artifact. True. Yeah, and it, then uh, Marshall goes home. Yep. And he's he's a new man. Yeah, he's, he's learned the power man. of love. He's, he's learned a, a lot man. from this mummy in thirty six hours. Truly, and he says to his mom. If you love Ted, you should marry him because yeah. people that love Which each other like should be together. To, have to get married. You have you to got to get married. Must he, get he's, married. Must. He exists in extremes. Like he is like either we hate Ted, Ted can fly a kite, or marry him. Yeah, yeah. So he this doesn't even theme, say like I hope you guys are happy or like I'd like to get to know Ted better. He's straight like you got to marry him. You gotta, yeah, and then she, he's yeah. like, do you love him? And mom pauses. Which is always an appropriate response for a when while, yeah, and it's like, it. yeah, and then he goes, "Marry him, marry him, marry him." What he's learned so much, but you gotta tell Ted to chill out. Yeah, he's stop, being, stop so nice. being so nice. Like yeah, that. which just a lot to unpack there. We Marshall is also packing away all of his horror things. Well, he's, he's done. Experience growth. He's done. He doesn't yeah. want horror stuff anymore, but he is going to go to see Warthead again yeah, with yeah, his actually. friends. Gilbert. Do who, we who think informs- that all the horror masks were more than just decorations? Do we think they were a metaphorical mask over, over uh, his, yeah. his well, wounds? The, yeah, the, the masks on yeah. his on his walls were the mask that Marshall was wearing. Yeah, it's an all an allegory. <laughs> it, was, it was the it was the the strong face that he was putting on <laughs> yeah. to deal with the yeah. loss of his father yeah. and his and his disbelief yes. in love. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But then, then we got to end with they're getting ready to go to the movies. True. And Marshall gets all. Whoa, 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 what? When Gilbert says he invited Amy. Yeah. And so, so naturally, Marshall does something he's not done the rest of the movie. He tucks his shirt in and yep. he puts copious gel. amounts of some <laughs> some 90s gel product I guarantee in it his hair. J-Crew gel. It is a J. Crew pomade. I remember nah, trying to get that Jay stuff Cruz, into my hair. I think it's that's I don't think it's J. Crew. I, I think, think it's it Abercrombie. Is. Abercrombie? Fish. Yeah. Like uh, some just scoopful Aristotle, <laughs> just scoop it and out. just mm-hmm. like throw it in. It there. looks like his hair is straight out of the shower. True. Uh-huh. And then Amy's wearing a dress, which she's not worn in the entirety of the yeah. film. A dress, and they kind of have a weird moment together. And Gilbert, poor Gilbert, he is the third wheel. Oh, for sure, he is the me of this trio sure. in this moment. Yeah. So, so I want to be clear when they say, when we say he has a moment, I made, I made a mental note of this. Their moment revolves around the following. Marshall looks at Amy and says, Hey, that's a nice dress. Mm -hmm. Amy says, thank you. That's nice hair. Marshall says, yeah, 
It's like the dress my aunt was buried in. Yeah, because he switches back to like, <laughs> got and him. Amy says, neat. Did you change the oil out of your hair, though? And then they just, huh. and that's apparently the telltale sign for Gilbert to say, oh, I thought something was going to be going on here, but looks nothing's changed. Yeah, well, they roast each other, so everything's good. Yeah, everything's fine. And that's Wonder Wraps. And yeah. that's the movie. Yeah. That's the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. it, man? What a what a ride that movie takes us on. What I mean, a horrible movie. Yeesh. What a horrible movie. So I think that we should rate it, but do you I have three <clears throat> reviews that I pulled. Would you like to oh. hear the reviews before or after we rate it? Okay, so I think we should rate it and yeah, not let, be influenced by others. Yeah, let's rate it. I don't know review. that you'll be influenced by these, but sure. Okay. Yeah. So scale one to ten. Yeah. What do we give the first Disney Channel original movie oh, from God. 1997? What do you give under wraps, Molly? Yeah. Three. Three out of ten. That's generous, ten. but three. Sum up for me how you got to three. I had to watch it three times. Uh-huh. So one point for each time you watched <laughs> yeah, it. Because I kept falling asleep because I was yeah. so bored. Yeah. Because nothing happened in the plot until the last 20 minutes. And then it was like seven plots happening all at once. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I, it was. So bad. I was bad. I couldn't yeah. get into it. It was, it was bad. Yeah. yeah. Alan, one to 10. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give this one a solid. So I was I was actually believe it or not, I was actually thinking like it'd be in, in the mid three range. And then the more we broke down just some of the heinous stuff that was said in here, that was like semi that we thought was acceptable. I think um, I think I'm going to give it like an, a solid two, maybe a two point two. It is two or a two point two, two point two. Let's just let's just go just above a two okay. because I'm not saying this is the worst decom, I, but I am saying that it is an incredibly bad decom. Mm-hmm. I think that. For the first decom, I'm surprised it did not sink the entirety of yeah. what was to come I'm of so, decoms. I'm so glad that we eventually did still get Brink and Halloween Town and a Smart House High like, School Musical right. because this could have been yeah, it could have been the whole thing, right? So I think uh, 2.2. Any any film that use that references Nazi jokes has some really, really questionable jokes around uh, that that should just not be ever delivered. And then over-sexualization of preteens is bad. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying, like that brings it down a lot. And then for the fact that we do not get resolution for, I think 70, no, that's actually not enough. That's conservative. We don't get resolution for, I think 80% of what the plot is of the film. We get 20%. And that 20% is mummy shenanigans. And Marshall's daddy issues. Yeah. I mean, maybe we still don't ever hear anything about the actual dad. We just understand now that he's okay with Ted. And those are two distinctly different things. Yeah. So what do you think, Max? I, um, dude, this, this movie's rough. (laughs) I, I, I legitimately only laughed one time watching it and it was, and it was the kid that enters the screen. Do you want to watch me pick my scab? (laughs) Um, because I think I laughed out of it being shocking more than anything. It just, it just how wild it was. I don't think any of the rest of this movie was funny. They were doing a lot of like slapstick and prop comedy. And mm-hmm. I don't think it was great. I will give Harold some credit. Mm. 
I mm-hmm. think that the mummy was the best part of this movie. And mm-hmm. I think he did a lot with a pretty restricting character, mm-hmm. but I didn't find these kids to be good actors. No. I didn't think they had any chemistry. So many lines, they would deliver the line and just hang on silence while like the next kid had to be cued to deliver their line. Um, I, I don't think the movie knows what it's about. There were a lot of themes that didn't, that got introduced and, and it was all crammed into like all of the movement was crammed into maybe 20 minutes of a 90 minute movie. I think, mm-hmm. I think this movie is over in an hour and it's probably better. Um, I'm going to give it a 2.5. I, okay. I think I'm going to kind of go between you all. I think yeah. there's probably worse, but boy, I, I would give it a 2.5. This is a, yeah, and I didn't even talk about the suicide joke, which is just like yeah, next like level to, bad. I'd like yeah, to drop mine. So I think so. You're gonna go, you're gonna drop down. I'm gonna drop it. The more I think about it, it's just so bad. I got I got to give it. Yeah, like I'm gonna go right in the middle with like a two point four. You're revising. You're revising. Yeah, it's just We're coming so back bad. Okay. It's so bad. Two point two, two point four, two point five. We're all pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Wolf. It, yeah. We can just agree that it was. It was. I. Worse than underwhelming, right? I think like underwhelming yeah. sits at a solid right. four, but I, like it, worse than that is you're 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 down in the threes and twos. I, I certainly assume that there's more ridiculous decoms, but I also assume I would enjoy watching them more. Like stepsister from Planet Weird is bizarre, yeah, yeah, but in, in like a in a delightful way. True. Yeah, this is just bad. It's I, it's horrible, actually. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, okay, so I pulled three reviews from IMDb. Can't wait. Okay. They also go on a 10 star scale on IMDb. Um, I pulled two tens and a one. And yeah, so I, I would I'm I would tell you most of them most of them are highly rated. I want to so, tell so, you most of them are highly rated. People think this movie's a the, 10. literally uh, so so Max, I when you when you said you were gonna look at IMDb, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna do my homework. Like in while we were chatting and I pulled up IMDb. And the first review and the pinned review is a 10. Yeah, and is it t- charming Halloween film? That's the one I can't wait for you to read it. it yeah. is- I just want to know if these people have seen any other movies. Well, I, I the two that I pulled, I think you'll understand why the, the third one got a 10. But the first one I pulled is called Charming Halloween Film. This person gave it a 10 out of 10. And this is what they had to say. I don't really know how to tell you how interesting this movie is. So I'll just lay out a few of the facts. The setting in Under Wraps is realistic. <laughs> okay. A town with people. Yep, in it. for sure. The, d- blind people that don't notice yeah. a mummy <laughs> walking around, maybe. Right. The, the characters' friendships were truthful. And this was funny. I especially like Clara Bryant, the actress who played Amy. She Me is too. very funny and a good performer. She also stars in True Confessions that came out in April. Is this person shilling for true say, confessions? Oh, oh, wait a minute. Or is this person Clara Bryant? Clara like, Bryant. I just want to know. <laughs> this has a Halloween kick to it and a realistic feeling to it. Realistic. All realistic. The, yeah. All the people in my family like it. So I think that everyone should see it around Halloween. It can be sad in some spots. And with great music, you got yourself a movie. 
This is, Clara wrote this. 100% Clara. All, some sad in some spots and some great music, and you got yourself a movie. Thought you, yeah. thought you should know. That is uh, that also applies to Titanic. So, yep, that's true. That's that is a that's, that's a movie. People have seen any other movies. Um, oh the next one I prepped is called "You Will Not Sleep After Watching This If You Can Even Finish It," and this person rated it a one. Mm-hmm. Their review says, "Parents, beware." Also, somebody um, asked the that first review is from two thousand two. So that first review is from. Uh, Five years after the movie comes out, this mm-hmm. review, this one out of 10 is from 2020. So yeah. somebody just watched this movie and you will it be able to tell that watch. when I get to the end of it. Yeah, Parents watch. beware. Mm-hmm. When I looked at this and the poster, I thought, oh my God, this looks dumb and stupid and boring. <laughs> Why would you watch it? Then? <laughs> I've never, I've never thought that and been like, I'm going to turn that on. Wow. I can't wait to be bored. <laughs> I boy, tried boy. watching this. And was literally shocked that this was aimed at kids. This movie has so much gore in it, such as an opening where a monster barges into a kitchen and murders a man by pushing pushing his head onto the blade of a knife with enough pressure to kill him in front of his wife, son, and daughter. Then the main characters go to a bookstore where the owner pranks them into thinking he has been stabbed literally in the back. And later, the main characters pretend to be zombies with gory makeup and eyes falling out of their sockets and bind and gag someone with or organs this movie is an adult movie focusing on teenagers and it should not be a thing have your kids watch this and they'll come running to you at night saying they had nightmares and they will beg you to turn this off as the first scene will literally be enough to make them and you hate this movie i literally thought this would be a dumb but campy romp but i was so wrong And then my favorite line, by the way, I'm not a Karen. I'm just telling the truth. If your kids can handle the content, feel free to let them watch it. I also like, here's the deal. This, I I don't know this person, but I'm fairly certain I hate them. You know them. You know them. (laughs) You definitely know them. I'm sure I I know people like them. Uh, I'm not a Karen. Guess what? I have to say that. Karen here also won't let her kids read Harry Potter. No, Karen. Karen thinks Harry like, Potter's gory. Karen, Karen is Ben's mom having a thirteen-year-old in her bed with her every evening. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You're gonna be safe here. Uh, okay. The last one uh, yeah. is my favorite one though, and it's another ten out of ten. It was mm-hmm. written October of 2021. Oh, recent. A recent Love viewing. It. Okay. Okay. It's titled "So Much Better Than the Remake," and it's short and sweet. This movie is great. It is so much better than the woke remake. It is innocent and funny and doesn't force feed you obvious wokeness. Disney is famous for now. Dude, what is woke about the new one? I haven't seen the new one, but maybe it doesn't include a suicide joke. Maybe there's a black person in it. Also, like, maybe we don't talk about Nazis. Like, are, what? I just, I, whenever somebody hits me with woke and they're mad about it, and I'm like, you don't know it's what that so means. so funny, man. I'm going to look up uh, under wraps. God damn. 2021 and just look at the cast and see if the fact that there's, oh, yeah, there's people of color in it. So that probably well, they is hate it already. all it took. 
for Gilbert well. is black in the remake. Probably a better Gilbert. I'm going to be the first one to say it. <laughs> yeah, all the kids are... Oh, God. Yeah, oh my. well, I you guess... Mean, you mean, is it woke because there are things that have changed in 15 years? They didn't make wild. a suicide Nazi joke? That Huge shit's boy. wild, y'all. This is, wow. That is... um. That's Under Wraps. That's our thought on Under Wraps. Uh, you heard our reviews. Alan gave it a 2.2. Molly gave it a 2.4. I gave it a 2.5. That's all wrapped up on nice. Under Wraps. Nice, dude. Um, man. Wow. How about that? Yeah. That, that is, uh, there we go. What a ride <sighs> that was. Truly. There there's are, so there's many so decoms. Many what would be the next one? Hold on, I'm looking it's, it up. It's uh, yeah. that lucky dog. I'm pretty yeah, that sure. lucky dog. That lucky dog. You lucky dog, featuring. Uh, doesn't that have Kirk Cameron? I think it. I think it does. Oh, have it does have Kirk Cameron. Oh, yeah, he's boy. not problematic oh, at all. Oh boy, um, yeah. Kirk Cameron. <laughs> well, I have a lot wow. to say about Kirk Cameron. Uh, yeah, those oh, yeah. those Cameron siblings. They're yeah. definitely normal. You lucky Little, dog. Uh, that, uh, wow. When I when I started at Disney. There was, I uh, was working in Channel. No, is that what it was called? No, not Tales. What was Storytime with Belle? You remember Storytime yeah. with Belle that was in, um, that was in yes, Fantasyland? So the equity performer that was there had been in one of Kirk Cameron's films recently. Uh, she was his like wife or something. So I was like, I learned a lot about Kirk Cameron when I started at Disney, but. Yeah, it's it's Ugh. so apparently, and I know that we're not, we don't have to get into this, but Paul Schneider directed You Lucky Dog. Also, his credits include Baywatch, Beverly Hills 90210, L.A. Law, and Jag. Oh, it's so a very L.A. movie. If I remember that, if I remember yeah, that like, movie, it's a very L.A. Yeah. movie. As it's, I it's got to be, it has to be. If he, if if Paul Schneider is our director. According to Wikipedia, Brink is third. So yes, I was Brink not that far off thinking. Brink yeah, that's was not third. far. That's not far. Brink is third. Team Puppin Suds. Yeah, I don't know about you both, but after so watching the movie was a slog, uh, but reviewing it in a way that I don't think I've done with the level of depth since, you know, AP high school courses mm. is is uh, has been similarly exhausting. I think the hardest thing for us because, like I said. You know, we were on this video call an hour before stream um, because we were making sure that everything worked. that everything worked and whatnot. And and I think because we are in a group chat that we participate in literally every day, I, I yeah. my text messages are basically just our group chat and then randomly another one will be in there. But um, I think the hardest thing for us was watching this movie and then not talking about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like because normally our text thread would just be our text thread. When we watch crazy shit like this is just this conversation happening over text. Speaking yeah. of Max, did you see there's a new buried at first sight season? Oh, let's fucking go. You know what? The other, the other <laughs> show I need us to watch Molly is have you watched, did we talk about, um, uh, what's it called on prime video? It's like misconnections or something like oh, that no. where they bring Love back that. people like from people's past. <gasps> oh no. Oh, we gotta watch that. We gotta watch it. We gotta oh, no. watch it. We love some trash dating. Show we love television. trash dating shows. Oh, that would be so cringy. We love some trash dating show television. So, well, 
that uh, brings us to the end of this wonderful little review of um, Under Wraps. Thank you all so much for listening. Please rate and review the podcast and make sure to follow Mammoth underscore club on Instagram for the most up-to-date info on all of our content. We'll see you next week for the second Disney Channel original movie, You Lucky Dog.